you ready now. Such is life. No, you can never be ready for life. Yeah, we're not cutting this. We're keeping it in too. Okay, that's fine. This is good. This is going to be the cold opening that Marcella wasn't expecting. No, right. I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, like trying to get into the zone here. And then I think like, we're all, everyone's a little sleepy today. <laughs> it's a nice warm Sunday. And we're like, oh, fuck. Man, don't, don't you hate it when like you always plan something out and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing this. It's going to be great. And then you like wake up and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Shit. Yes, literally, yes, I had to remind myself. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm free at 1 p.m. tomorrow. I can just game. <laughs> and then later, I was like, oh, yeah. Are you going to game after this, Joel? Probably. What are you doing? I don't know. You want to play some D2? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the kiddos and the wife are going to get out of the house for a couple hours. So, Oh, home alone. Well, if you don't and you take a nap, I will not fault you. Take a nap? Who takes a nap? I don't have time for naps. I involuntarily take naps. What, you just walking around when... I think that's called... Uh, what is it? Narcolepsy? No. Yeah. No, it's not, narcolepsy is when you just pass out like that. But like, you know, at the point when you get so tired that when you like get into a comfortable position, you just like, I'm going to fall. It's like, I guess I'm falling asleep now. Hold on. My, 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 uh, my boom stand is here. Hold on. That's that's oh. adulting, Brian. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's, that's adult life. I'm tired. You know what? It'll just be five minutes. I promise. <laughs> I don't need to set a timer. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I'm finally have some time. I'm gonna like watch, catch up on like my YouTube subs. <laughs> Half a video in. Oh fuck! Wake up. It's three hours later. It's like, oh no. I think the worst is when you do it and you're awake and it's late. I'm like, oh, fuck. There's no way I'm going to fall asleep in two hours. Fuck. <laughs> no, it literally, like, I've come to realize that how how nice a nap is. If you do it, like, in the middle of the day, it fucks up your whole schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the... Marcelo's getting his boom stand. Uh, wait, what were you about to say? Never mind. Well, I was I was going to mention it's like what what timing because literally Marcelo told us like right before we started it's like yeah my boo my mic stand just broke yeah right <laughs> and this new one just came in he's about to set it up all happy and shit because you can have a lot like a, a live uh, audio setup right <laughs> <laughs> be the least least satisfying like box opening ever because no one could see it yeah just just put up. Noise. Get the folders <laughs> in here. <laughs> like, now I'm just looking for things to big fucking noise with in the room. <laughs> oh, some people are probably gonna love and hate this. All right. <laughs> uh, I think the last time we talked, just to touch a little bit on it. Uh, did we talk about? Did I mention that I finally did a Gigantamax thing in Pokemon? I don't remember if I did. You, you you mentioned that you started doing some raids. Oh, I did. Okay, well, it's just really you didn't you didn't, you didn't go in, you didn't go in depth in on it though. Oh, oh well, for those who are unfamiliar with Pokemon, um, I just want to say they added this mode where you fight giant, basically like kaiju level Pokemon in like Sword and Shield, yeah, yeah, and you catch them after you if you beat them. There's like some mechanics they've added. It's not just a straight battle. Like if you, if you're Pokemon faints, or if a teammate's Pokemon faints, it gets stronger, and then it'll kick you out of the arena, and you have to keep trying. 
but uh, I've been doing a lot of those. They're just, just fun. It's just different. It's like a really tough Pokemon. has like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A damage gate, right? When you reach a certain mm-hmm. point. And then they, you know, if you catch them, they're like good at Dynamaxing too. So I've just been really enjoying that. I haven't even done it with other people. I've done it with like the computer, which Brian told me sometimes it's really bad. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. some, sometimes, you know, you could just get some, <laughs> you can get somebody that's kind of on point. Sometimes they have people that don't have good attack Pokemon, but they're good supporters. So, like, they'll heal you. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's nice. I had a, a Togepi today healing my team. That was nice. And then there's other times where you'll just get the person that has the magic carp or someone who has the complete weakness of the Pokemon you're fighting. I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> or today I was with a Jolteon was on my team, which is an electric type. And we were fighting a water Pokemon. And the Jolteon, or sorry, it was flying. The Jolteon kept using quick attack and not an electric attack. <laughs> I was just like, come on, the man. The computer okay, legit. But the next, the next time you're, you're doing some raid, let me know and we'll, we'll play together. You know, I'll I'll set, I've set up raid days for Destiny. It's time to set up raid days for Pokemon. I Hell think. yeah, yeah, double Get raid some Pokemon. Yeah, Garden of the Salvation, end. nah, Garden of fucking Gardevoir. <laughs> <laughs> now here's my question: Have you have you been unsuccessful yet at catching a uh, a raid Pokemon? You mean with the Pokeball, or just like getting kicked out of the arena with the Pokeball? No, I was actually wondering today if you ever can fail. I feel like all yes, so you far. can. Yes, okay. you can. I was wondering that. I was like, is this like as soon as you beat it, you're guaranteed? Okay, I was like, when am I? Get- okay, I have oh. to knock on wood. I've been very successful so far. I'm gonna knock on wood. I haven't seen the like the catch rate. I feel like it's lower than like normal Pokemon, but you can fail. Oh damn. Um, I I've gone through many a raid where there was a Pokemon a Gigantamax Pokemon that I wanted to catch. Uh and it just broke out of like it broke out of like a, a really nice po like an ultra ball. You know, I was like, oh shit, okay. What happens Thanks. if it breaks out? Is it just over or do you keep trying? It it's over. Oh, it's one and done. Because because it's at because it's at the end of the fight because you like you knock down its its yeah. HP. You still get like the items you get from completing oh, it, but you don't get the Pokemon. Oh, okay. And you have to go find another one, you know? Yeah. I just unlocked in the story, for those who are playing Pokemon, uh, I almost said Shord. Shord and Shield. Shord, Shord um, and Shield. I guess unlocked uh, the mechanism that makes your bike go on water. So I've been exploring all the places. Oh, nice. Finally. So that was cool. Um, also, let's see. We talked about Pokemon last time. What else did we talk about last time? It was WandaVision. And then we had our big, we big, uh, review. That's what it was. Yeah. I just want to say, um, it's been a while, but, um, before we check in on our weeks, I will probably talk about it again. I just want to say chef's kiss to Falcon Winter Soldier. That show is fucking great. Tonally very different. That's all I'm going to say. Chef's kiss. Very, yeah. very good. All right. Oh, I see. I see Marcelo working on your new stand I, there. Yep. We're doing the live. <laughs> He didn't do any sound effects, so I was like making noise and she's like, oh, he's gonna do the whole Yeah, we have to you have to give people the audio experience of you fumbling with the, the <laughs> with ASMR of building your, your stand. <laughs> well, while he's doing that, Brian, why don't you tell us about uh what you've been up to these past couple weeks or few weeks? Or feels yeah, so like it's, it's been it's been a little bit. Um shit, I'm trying to like call back to stuff I've done. Yeah, um, I just had to write some stuff down. I was like, what did we do again? <laughs> oh, 
I finally beat the main campaign for Marvel's Avengers. Oh, nice. And holy shit, is it good? <laughs> like, I know a lot of people, like, back, like, for the past few months, people complain about, like, endgame stuff, but, like, goddamn, is the campaign super cool and fun to, <laughs> to play? It felt faster than I thought it would be. I Like, I know that they've came out with, like, other parts when they, like, release new characters and stuff like that, but it didn't feel, like, too short and it didn't feel too long. It, like, it felt like paced enough like well paced enough to actually kind of uh get a a sense of like what the world is like i'll ask you this was it paced as well as the spider-man game for playstation uh comparing the two like avengers is definitely shorter it's like avengers gets to the point faster but it's not like at a like breakneck speed. It's like you you start out the campaign as as Kamala, and then try not to like get into too much spoilers since it's still kind of fresh. But it's like you slowly start to like recollect all of the Avengers, and not like too not like like slowly as in like it, it takes a long time. It's like once you start like finding each of them, you kind of start every i want to say maybe like three uh three to four like campaign missions you'll like get another avenger until you get all of them like back together and holy shit are they fun to play like i was i was i was expecting like some of them to be fun but they did a good job of making all the characters feel like you're playing as the character like Thor, like Thor, just throwing his hammer alone is fun, you know, because like you, you have Mjolnir and you, you throw Mjolnir at people. And if you hit somebody, it, it can actually pin them to like the wall or like to the ground. And they just stand there until they're either dead or you, you call back the hammer. So you could like pin an enemy down and then you just like start like fist fighting other people. Or using like your lightning powers and shit like that. Um, Hulk is Hulk. He he has he has the Loki smash. Nice, which is always fun. Um, Iron Man was really interesting because um, for characters that can fly, they have flight mechanics. So like Thor and Iron Man can fly around. Um, and they actually gave iron man like a pretty nifty arsenal like he he does his fighting style is very close to what they did for the mcu so he has like the you know the close-up fighting but then he also has like the the hand-to-hand combat mixed with like his repulsors or like with other weapons that he has he um they added that one cool um move from one of the movies where like he comes like flying in, and then he does like the two like underhanded repulsors to like throw somebody away. Oh yeah, nice. They added that. Um, like you can unlock, you can uh, upgrade. So he has like missiles, and uh, those really cool lasers from Iron Man Two. Like those ones from his wrist, they kind of just like does like a big sweeping. He has those, and those are fun to use. I saw. You can... um, 
on Twitter, they added a comic book skin too. You could buy the one with the uh, the white armor one recently. Yeah, um, the sensational uh, Iron Man. They released that. That was cool. Um, you gonna get it? But yet, not not yet. I haven't I haven't spent any more money into this game other than buying the game. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just really fun, and I I was actually really digging the story. They they did Kamala really well, I think. Like they made you care about her a lot. So that was a big plus. I haven't like delved back into it since um, I finished it. That's just because I started playing Outriders. And how's that been for our uh, gaming community of mostly, I think a lot of us play Destiny. And it's like a direct, almost like direct competitor. What, what do you got to say about that? I've only heard from you really and some reviews of friends, but that's about it. So I didn't get into Outriders on day one. So I kind of missed that whole like like launch day like server issue that they have or they had they still kind of have it um i think as of right now you still can't crossplay with people i didn't even know that was a feature it was supposed to be a day one feature but um there was a big cert they had big server issues so they kind of had to lock it out apparently as of the fifth like today's the 11th as of the fifth they said that um they released the patch for PC and PS5 and or PlayStation. And as soon as they get sometime this week when they get the Xbox one coming up, then they'll reactivate crossplay. Cool. But I mean, I jumped in. I haven't played with anybody yet just because I think out of the only other people that tried it was our friend Ben, and he kind of doesn't <laughs> like Outriders that much. Oh, Marcelo plays it. Okay, we need we'll need to play it. Yeah, Marcel's not talking. That's because he's fixing up his boom. He's point. He's pointing fingers. Oh, you don't like it? Ah, oh. no. He just gave us a thumbs down. <laughs> it, I heard from what, he, like, kind of what Ben was saying. Maybe Marcel will agree. Like, it's sluggish. It's slow. I mean, also, we're used to what seven years of refinement from Destiny. So, I mean, it's an, on initial launch. Maybe I'll give Outriders some slack. Uh, but I haven't played it. But definitely. Um... I think a PvP aspect help how you have to be clean and clear, kind of like not so mm -hmm. slick. But uh, are you enjoying it though? Was it fun? So, on my first going, um, I had no problems getting in. I don't know if for single player you have to be in a server. I think you have to log in like into the server anyway. I had no problem. I got in pretty pretty easily. Um, I <laughs> I messed around with the creator like because you get to create your own character, right? Um, your own outrider, and for some reason, I like looked at my character and I'm like, "You look like a <laughs> a B list Kurt Russell." They all do. So <laughs> I I ended up just like making my character and I called him um, Rurt Cussel. <laughs> So the the adventures of the Outrider Work Castle begins. Um, the story itself is kind of interesting, just because it's kind of a you know 
Earth is doomed. We it's kind of like almost uh, like Andromeda. That's what I saw. Yeah, like uh, Earth is so doomed. Like, Let's leave and come back later. But they're in cryo. But then something fucks well, up. No, like, well, basically, this right? this is di- this is different. Like they Earth is doomed. Like they've they fucked up Earth so badly to the point where there's no saving it. So pretty much humanity devised a plan to like we found a planet. We're gonna go look at it. And so there's this team of scientists and they hire like this, not really a mercenary gang, but it's kind of like a private military called the Outriders. So like they kind of go to the planet to kind of survey and shit. And then a whole bunch of weird like stuff happens, right? Um, There's these weird electrical storms. And of course, being humanity, there's going to be one corrupt motherfucker. Not really going to go into spoilers because this isn't really spoilers. This is like how the game like starts. So like you go in and then a whole bunch of shit happens where like there's this big electrical storm that's like is start like coming through and is like zapping people and basically disintegrating them as they get hit. And like there's like this weird infection going around. Like people are starting to get like sick if they get touched by like this fucking tar like earth tar kind of stuff um and of course there's like the one lead like scientist who's kind of corrupt and is like i want i want this planet to be our home and we cannot delay anymore we need these people coming down now and getting out of cryo and it's like dude there's people dying right now as you're saying this you know what the fuck are you doing um but yeah so pretty much what happens is like your character gets hit but you don't disintegrate you know and so that's when they that's when they tie in like oh you know this planet has the for some reason can alter someone's dna to like give them powers you're the outrider now so fantastic four but not in the spaceship kind of um and this whole thing happens and then you get you get hit, and so they put you back into cryo while everything's going down, right? And then you wake up from cryo, and then there's a 30-year time jump. And everything turns into, like, Mad Max, but on an alien planet. Nice. Where, like, they already called in all the refugees from Earth, and because the planet was very fucked already... Everything's a problem. So now you have two factions. You have the people that uh, felt like they got screwed over, you know, being sent to an uninhabitable planet pretty much, and then turned into like this Mad Max cult like kind of deal. And then you have like pretty much everybody that you're hanging out with that was left over, kind of like being like the, the good side, quote unquote. Um, but you find out there's a bunch of more, more people that got hit by the storm and got powers. And so there's like a group of people that have weird elemental powers. And then uh, from there, you get to choose your your discipline, I guess. So you have like the Technomancer, which is pretty much like a, a sniper class that uses like kind of like their abilities to hit from long range. And you can... 
do that. Uh, there's the the trickster, which is kind of like that very stealthy, like comes in fast and like kind of like does a but does a bunch of damage and kind of like can maneuver really qu- like through people really quickly. Sounds like uh, a re- kind of kind of. I kind of picture it as like the that one class from uh, Anthem. That's like very oh, quick. The interceptor, I think. That that's what so, I was thinking of too. Yeah. And then um what was it? There's the one I chose was the Pyromancer, which is just the fire like basically throw fire at people. <laughs> and you have some cool abilities. So so far I've unlocked four abilities. Um there's one where you just basically just throw up a, a fire, like a pillar of fire that like moves forward a little bit. And it can go through cover. So if someone's under like behind cover, you can just throw that and then it'll just set them on fire. Um there's like a a weird like leash. So like you can throw this like fire leash and it kind of pulls them forward a little bit, but it also uh, kind of like immobilizes them for like a few seconds. So you can kind of get in and like take them down. And then there's this one where it's like, it's pretty much a, you make this like fissure that shoots out and can lock onto somebody. And if they get hit by it and you kill them, they turn into a bomb, which is dope. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how to say this. Um, oh, there is there is another one I forgot. The Devastator, which is basically like the like Smash person. It's like, do you like playing Hulk like characters? Be the Devastator, <laughs> and you'll smash people. And every class has their own way, like because there isn't much of a way of like healing items. But what they do have is that each character has their own special way of healing. Mm-hmm. And for the pyromancer, you have to kill people that are set on fire. It's like you set them on fire, you kill them, and you get you get a portion of their health back for you. Um, so I played the first little bit of the game. I actually uh, rage quit the first time. I did too. I haven't gotten past the um, the tutorial. Uh, the minute like. The minute the, tutor- the tutorial, yeah, pretty much like the minute you wait, wait which tutorial game? So like you know when you first boot up and you like land on the planet or whatever, and you're learning how to use your guns. Mm-hmm. I turned it off the second that he there were like a switch to your secondary, and it's your uh, dual wield uh, dual wield pistols. And the minute I saw the firing animation for it, which is like. <laughs> You gave up after that? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. I need to go back and get get past it. If if it makes you feel better, you can get other pistols that aren't dual wielding and don't look stupid. Like, literally, like, after I got into the game and I started collecting loot, the second pistol I got was a single pistol that acted more like a hand cannon. Okay. Okay. So, I do agree the the, the dually ones were kind of weird. So... I immediately got rid of those when I got a new gun. So, well, you I have Game say, Pass, don't you? 
Yeah. I got it for free. No, I know. But does Joel have Game Pass? No, I don't. You want me to get <laughs> it so we can play Outriders together? I mean, best deal. it's going to be bundled in your Xbox Live now. It might as well. It's the best deal. All right. It's like, what, five more dollars a month? And then you get like a whole bunch of games for free. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll see this competitor. Can't be worse than Godfall and Anthem, right? So, like I said, I rage quit the first time. And the reason why is partly my fault, actually. Because I got into like the first like big mission. Um, so, I will say that's kind of cool what they did is that in like the big campaign area, um, they've put like NPCs around that will give you side missions you can do within that that big mission. And so in the first big one, you find a wounded soldier that um, is like, hey, there's this you know super powered person off to the side over here. They pretty much killed my whole squad. And it's like, oh, you know, this person sounds like this person sounds familiar. You know, let's, you know, go check it out. And so you kind of go through like a bunch of, you basically go through like a bunch of like minions and then you get to like a, like a, a mini boss fight. Now it's, it was a little challenging and I kind of rage quit the first time because I, I think it was because I was treating it like I shouldn't have been treating it. You know what I mean? You were treating it like Destiny. Not so much like Destiny. I was I think I was treating it more like Gears and I think I shouldn't have been I shouldn't have done that. Mhm. Cuz I kind of did some more research and I realized that um just because you pick a certain class doesn't mean you should treat them all the same. So what I was doing I was pretty much using what I had ineffectively. And that's why I kept dying all the time. Also, what was my fault is that I was kind of not reading everything that was popping up to me because I was like, I just want to play, you know, I'll like read briefly. And I didn't realize how the world tier system actually worked. <clears throat> so to explain the world tier system, you know how like games usually have difficulty settings, right? Mm-hmm. The world tier setting is basically... Um, the, the more you do, the more more world tiers you unlock. And pretty much um, the higher you go, it pretty much um, regulates the difficulty of the enemies compared to you and also regulates the rare, like how much more like rare loot you'll get. So of course, like the more difficult you go, the better like stuff you'll get. But also you can set it at any time. So like if you're in a fight and like, man, these people are fucking wrecking me, you could just go to the world tier setting and then just shift it down during the fight and then it'll regulate. And you could do that even like when you play co-op with other people. So and it's, I thought, not, it's not so much like, uh, you know, like Assassin's Creed where you enter an area and the enemies in the area are like level 25 to 30 or whatever. No, you can you can set it whenever you want, and which is kind of cool because I don't feel like I ever played a game that had something like that before, mm. where it's like you had 
it gave you the freedom to like choose your difficulty while you're playing and it never made you feel like um you had to be stuck with that you know yeah i mean i think i, I think i'm gonna give it another shot and just try to get to Here. you know i don't even think i got to the class system yet i think i just i didn't even get that far into you were it. like you're like in the franchise. prologue <laughs> yeah you're just like, man, this looks dumb. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much like, what let's, like jump back into it. And then once you get past the prologue, we can play together. Okay. And we'll see. Cause that's another thing I realized is like, I was able to play on my own for a little bit, but I kept thinking, I was like, man, would this be more fun if we, I had more people to play with, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you can play it by yourself, but it really makes it feel like they want you to play with other people because they advertise the cool feature so much <laughs> mm-hmm. um but it's right. not so backslid it, screen. it's not it's not it's what's the word i'm looking for you really can't compare it to like destiny then they're pretty different no. from each other they they've um they've done a really good job of like explaining it's like this is not a like shooter a looter, mm-hmm. like it's a looter shooter, but it's not like a um, games as a service game. Mm-hmm. They've they've gone to lengths of saying this is this is the game that we want to make. This is so. If you had to give an example, like it's more of like a Borderlands than it is a Destiny, where it's like it's a game where you just hang out by yourself, where you play with friends, and there's just a game that has a lot of loot in it, and you can just go get loot and there's no like buying loot like you'll have you have stores like like you can use in-game currency but there's no like hey if you if you uh, buy uh this credits pack at the the online store you know maybe you can help you you know get a get in the edge like no because there's no there's no pvp it's all just co-op you know playing against like ai mm-hmm. you know Strictly PVE, right? Strictly PVE. So that that kind of made me a little bit more happy about it because also I feel like that gets that gets rid of the idea of FOMO. Yeah, because you don't because you don't you, don't you have to compete with anybody. You could just play at your own pace. There's mm-hmm. no there's no reason to like worry about it's like oh if I don't play now I'm gonna miss out on you know all this special loot. It's like no, all the loot's there. It's just you know it's ready for whenever you want to play. I think you know I think what's what's happening a lot these days is the pressure to get these games out on time they're oh. releasing more and more unfinished and then the developers having to on the fly like go in and try to fix everything right like they're always have like to oh, fix it and then also always. feel feel the pressure not only from the the higher ups and investors that are telling them to get this game out at a certain time but then they're also getting the pressure from the players in the community were like, why the fuck is this game all messed up? What the fuck are you guys doing? I gotta like, say, like, don't send death threats to them. It's like the developers. Like, it, it's, it, people always do it. They do it for Destiny. You know, they did it for Anthem. We know whether they deserve it or not, they don't. But just, that's fucked up. Like, they're, yeah, they rushed the product. We don't need to say, like, I'm gonna fucking go find your house and kill you. Like, calm down. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not surprised that people haven't caught on this by now, but it's like, Whenever a game comes out and it's never working correctly or there's a bugs in it, nine times out of ten, it's not the 
people who are making it's fault. It's usually the higher ups that only work in the office and never really like take the time to look at the production of the game. It's like, hey, we want this game to come out because we want to make money. Mm-hmm. So get on it. And when they have like production managers saying like, hey, this game is not finished yet. There's still a lot of things we need to work on. And it's like, well, that's nice and all, but we want this game to come out. And you can't, can't do anything about it. The developer's also been very transparent and be like, hey, we know this yes. is fucked, guys. Just I, we're working I, on it. Like they haven't given it to outriders. That's a great point you made, Marcel. They've been like, hey, we gotta do this. We're working on it. They're incredibly transparent. Bioware take notes. And they're fixing they're fixing it pretty quick too. Like they're yeah. they're working on and they're honest. Yes, like but, it's gonna take us a bit to get this fixed, but we know it's there, you know. Yeah, it's like I feel like out of all like these games that have come out that'd be like, oh, you know, there's a lot of bugs in it. I feel like uh people can fly have been probably the best example of how to treat the situation. Because mm-hmm. literally since the day it came out, they have been updating the community like every couple of hours. It's not like the game came out, there's a lot of bugs in it, and it's like, we haven't heard from you guys in a few weeks what's going on. They've been consistently being like, hey, we know that there are these problems right now, we are working on these right now, and then they'll keep updating. It's like, hey, you know, right now we're at this point in time of like fixing certain things, we'll let you know. And then they've been doing that, and I think like a few days ago they released their first big like patch notes for the game. Do you know if this is available? Like, you know how with like Xbox Game Pass, you can download PC games. Do you know if this is available on PC? Not yet. Not yet. Not, not, not for Xbox not, or whatever. Not for PC Game Pass. It's it's available on Steam, but not on X okay. on Game Pass for a PC. Not yet. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel like that probably won't be a thing until they they feel like they're ready to like have it fixed. That too, though. But you know because it was available day one on game pass meant that everybody was like oh shit i'm gonna download this right and it just oh yeah it's a huge influx of people who didn't it's just like i downloaded it day so, one because it was game pass why not i'm not having to pay for it so i, I wanted to save this for like a little bit of news that we will be talking about but i think this is the perfect time to talk about it but um mlb the show Coming to Game Pass day one. Two weeks. I'm so excited. A Sony-produced game (laughs) coming out on Xbox Game Pass or just Xbox alone um, is fantastic, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, It's so weird because Xbox has been, like, on a roll. You know? I, like... And to preface this for everybody out there, like I like I love all games. Like I own Xbox, PlayStation, and a Switch. You know, I I put my hands into everything just because I love games. But it's kind of hard to deny that Xbox has been doing all the best business moves these past few months. Like ever since the leading up to the Series X and S and afterwards, like they bought Bethesda, they um they acquired um these really good business deals with uh EA Play. What is it? You know, now, theory. 
these. they got Ninja Theory. They um got a um Obsidian. They got now they are starting to get these games that no one thought would be on Xbox. Like they got the entire Yakuza, pretty much almost the entire Yakuza series on Game Pass now. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's on my play. That's on my uh, to my to do list. And then now you have this. You have MLB the Show that's been synonymous with PlayStation for forever since its conception, mm-hmm. and now you're starting to see that come to Xbox. Yeah, and no, so it's. it's- it's exciting. I mean, I've played a ton of MLB games. I mean, I like the only reason I kept the PlayStation 4 for so long is because I had an MLG, M- MLB game installed on there that I would just mess around with. And mm. so fun. And, They're so fun. And especially, and especially because like as far as like all sports games go, like there isn't that many baseball games. Like that many like big like MLB sponsored like baseball games nowadays. What about like, backyard baseball? Oh my god! <laughs> but like, like for real though, like MLB the Show is like the baseball game. It is. There's really, there's really nothing else. Like at least like big like as far as like big time games go. And to see, what's interesting is that um, if you take a look at the the um the credit like the the credits for this game um it's mlb themselves that are um producing the xbox version interesting whereas the sony one of course is being produced developed and produced by playstation so this was having the move come to xbox seems like it was solely the i like the plan from mlb well i think you know what the the problem is is that it's become so limited right like you have to have a playstation to own this Mm -hmm. well mlb didn't make any money last year because of covid that's true so they're like everybody needs to play this game But also, I just think that that goes to the credit of game pass because game pass has been making so much news lately but I I can I can I can guarantee you there is an executive that is at the head for like MLB games and be like, hey, there's this there's this Game Pass thing, you know, could make some money off of that. You know why? You know why only stay with PlayStation? We can we can get more people to play because just think of how many people have Game Pass now. In there has to be microtransactions in um, in MLB. pretty much any MLB and just any sports game. There's so it's like absolutely uh, in game tra- in game like microtransactions. Absolutely, just like there is in Madden. Like you can't escape it. You know, Madden and FIFA and uh, NBA, all that stuff. And how could you miss an opportunity to one get a bigger player base? And pretty much those games make their money off of microtransactions. So you're just like, even though you're giving that game away for basically free, you know, besides like the cut you get from Xbox for having it on Game Pass, mm-hmm. you just make exponentially amount more money. It's not that hard to exactly. think about it. Yeah, while no, exactly. promoting baseball too, as well. 
And, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's crazy. And of course, now that that's happening, there's also the big conversation of like, well, you know, what other previously Xbox, like PlayStation exclusive games could you see coming? And I think, um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I think the Final Fantasy VII Remake is rumored to be coming to Xbox soon. Like, there's like an exclusivity thing that's about to expire. It would make sense. I mean, you have the, like, what do you have right now? I think you have the old game on Xbox right now. You have the you original. Have a lot of, you have a lot of Final Fantasy games on Xbox now. Yeah. They recently released, uh, was it like a 10 or 20 year edition of 8 not too long ago? Mm-hmm. For, for so many platforms, I was really surprised. But I mean, they've probably been doing it for a while. But so I'm sure once if they do, it'd be a super like smart decision. Like, hey, this is a really popular game and so many people probably want to get into it. Let's bring it over to Xbox Game Pass. So, You know, I wonder if yeah. that's more of like a square thing, because you have to think about what else is like almost every a lot of square games are moving over to Xbox, too, because like Kingdom oh, yeah. Hearts is on is on Xbox yeah. now, like. You can play Kingdom which, Hearts. Which that was crazy on its own. Yeah, right. I remember that. I don't know. I, it's just very interesting because I remember for the longest time, it used to be everything about like, exclusives this and exclusives that. Like, you can only get this here. Or you can only get the special bonus from being on this platform. And now, like, with the like, advent of, like, everything going more, like, digital and then, like, course like programs like game pass and like ps plus and stuff like that like i feel it seems like now like more companies are starting to get the idea it's like hey we can make a lot of good business by having our game and in as many platforms as possible and i like there's definitely gonna be still like first party exclusives but mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised to see, or maybe not surprised. I'd be interested to see, like, games that were like exclusive by contract, start making the decision just to kind of be everywhere. Because, like, remember when Cuphead came out? Yeah, it was Xbox only, wasn't it? It, it was a, it was a Microsoft, it was a Microsoft game, like it was a first party game, and then came out on Nintendo Switch and then a few months later came out on PlayStation. Right. And all now it's like you can play in your Tesla. It's like, okay, that's weird. Or you can play in your Prius. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. I don't think I can, but I'm gonna try. (laughs) (laughs) But um like I think you know I I feel like that (laughs) we're just coming we're just like making this like a whole like praising Xbox thing. But it's like I feel like Xbox has the right idea about the future because they're not worried about having like the biggest and best games like solely for them. Mm -hmm. They're more so now focused on creating a community for video games. Right. Which is why I kind of, I'm kind of like putting my, my hat into like the Xbox field at the moment, just because they did fuck up the last generation. Like, 
when they announced the Xbox One and they were like focusing solely on like media aspects, like, oh, look, you can plug in your cable box, you can watch TV on your Xbox, you can watch movies and stuff or sports games. And people's like, well, what about the games? It's like, you have a connect. It's like, nobody, nobody asked for that, but okay. <laughs> um, but then I want to say like it was like 2015 or so when they had that big shift when, um, Phil, Phil Spencer took over. I feel like since then, like the whole, like they've just been ramping up, ramping up. Xbox was like, okay, well, they're going to be focused. They're not making as many games, like first party games, which sucks. But now with like the n- new generation here, look at what they have. They have Xbox Game Pass, probably one of the best like gaming services that is out there right now because not only do you have every xbox exclusive available day one with no extra charge you have a bunch of third-party games that are signed on there that you can play for free you have ea play so now you can play every ea game that comes out for free you have every bethesda um, game coming out every every bethesda game coming out now that they've that they bought it you have discounts for games that um, will be leaving, like third-party games, they'll be leaving. You can buy them at a discount, so you don't pay full price if you want to keep playing the game. And you, and then not only that, but then you can also have that for PC as well. Plus, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, now you have access to the cloud, so now you can play your Xbox games on the phone wherever you go. You know, as long yeah. as you have a good enough connection. And that's just insane. <laughs> but then, like, you look over at PlayStation, and they, like, they have PS Plus, which is cool. And I guess they, I remember they announced that, like, PS4 collection, where you could play PS4 games. I don't know if that came out yet or not. Well, you know, you have the difference between Sony and Microsoft, right? Where Microsoft says, yeah, play 360 games if they're available on the on the market or whatever. Play them. That's fine. Xbox One. And then you have Sony who's like, no, you can't play PlayStation 3 games. Eh, some PlayStation 4 games, you know, like. Eh. Well, and that's just such a stark difference between both companies, right? Because you have Xbox where it's like, hey, you want to play your Xbox original games? Fuck it. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we have that system set up for you right there. And what was it, like a week or so ago, PlayStation finally announced that they're going to be closing the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita game stores. Mm-hmm. So now there's, I think someone did the math, and it's like you have, like, maybe... Do you remember all the games? A that couple, a couple hundred. 3? There's a lot of games on PlayStation 3, and a lot of them are going to disappear now. Yep. Because there's either hard to find physical copies of the game, or there's no physical copies of the games, only digital versions. And so now those games, if you haven't bought them yet, they're just going to disappear forever. Yeah, but I mean, it's just kind of obsolete. It's just obsolete to them, I guess. And you know, regardless of and what then, it means to somebody else. And then now, recently, you had PlayStation say that they're going to start only focusing on blockbuster games. Like big, big 
money blockbuster game, like AAA games. And so well, you uh, know, I think it's like it's that's cool because that's like that's where they make their money from. Like that's the the games that attract people to PlayStation. But then what about all of the other games that you know aren't the big blockbusters anymore? Because like you saw that that rumor saying that Kojima might be coming like making his next game just for Xbox. Wow. And I'm wondering, like a lot of people are wondering if that's because PlayStation is starting to make this shift where it's like, we only want to make the big blockbuster games. And as, as prolific as Kojima is, his games are not the surefire, like money making blockbusters. They are like the big experimental games that are kind of like, who knows if this will make money, but it'll probably be cool to look at, you know, it's just it's just very strange what PlayStation is doing right now, and it's like, and it's not entirely bad. It's just strange because you have Xbox putting up all like building up all this steam to like come come into the next generation with like power, and like you haven't you haven't seen PlayStation do much. Yeah, they're not, not really still not playing nice. No, they really just need to keep up the momentum though, because they could easily like fall back into you know, kind of stale, kind of, but, you know, I don't see it happening. I, I, th- I definitely see them right now as having the most kind of momentum going into this new generation of games. You know, the other day I was thinking about, you know, on the Switch, you had the limited release ports of, what was it, Mario Sunshine, Mario 64, what was the, the what just expired? It was the, it was the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which was 64 Sunshine and Galaxy. Like, and then why also would you, you set an expiration date for that? And then also it was the, like, the Mario Battle Royale game. Oh, Mario 99? It was, like, like 30, but that's gone, too. I, I even tried the other day to see if I can still get onto it, and when I tried to search for a game, it's like, this service is no longer available. We are sorry. And it's like, yeah, okay. I feel like that kind of that kind of mentality I think is what really drives people away. People want something that's going to be replayable. You know, not that's not to say that Game Pass, you know, games are removed from the service. So it's not like if you've played the game and if you put 100 hours in or 200 or 300 hours in whatever it might be, doesn't mean it's going to be there either because they do remove games periodically from Game Pass they, just like Netflix, but they yeah, they remove like third-party games, but they still they still give you the option to like buy those games at a discount if you really, really like the game and want to play it still. Mm-hmm. But even if they get rid of it, your save data is still there. So if you ever, if it ever comes back to Game Pass or if you buy it down the road, it's not like you just wasted your time. It's like you can't right. play it, which kind of sucks. But you're not. It's not entirely gone forever. You know. We'll see what this year uh, what this year brings. I mean, a bunch of games are supposed to be coming out later this year, right? There's a bunch of stuff coming out. This yeah, year. like the Last of Us re- remake. Yeah, they're re- they're remaking the first Last of Us for some stupid reason. But like the game that was already re- the out. game that was already remastered on the PS4. This is a PlayStation Three game. It got remastered for PlayStation Four, which was great. I played that version. It was fantastic. Why do you need to remake Last of Us One when, like, you have 
God of War 2 coming out. You've got Horizon 2 coming out. You've got what other what game? You have the next Final Fantasy coming out. You have all these like other franchises. It's like you just released Last of Us 2 like last year. And you're already thinking about remastering the first one? Why? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. There's someone who loves it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's a fantastic game. Don't get me wrong, but it's like yeah, I don't need—I don't great. need a third version of that game. You know, and also I don't need it to be remade. Is it going to be the Skyrim for Sony? Like they keep re- redoing it, repumping it out. No, Skyrim is always oh, no. going to be just Skyrim. Can't take that away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's. This is going to be a very interesting time for video games, just in a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I kind of got newsy for a little bit. I was still in my week. I, I pretty much uh, feel like I've talked enough about my week, so I'm going to sequester my time and I'm going to um, let's go to let's go to Joel. Joel, how is how is your week been? Uh, good. Um... Well, yesterday, me and my wife just finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's been oh. a long time coming. I, I liked the original series when it came out. That's like, I would say, my my budding of anime really came in. Um, but yeah, I finally finished the show after years. I was like, you know, I'll get to Brotherhood. Like, I literally put it off for like 10 years. I was like, I'll get to when I want to. Uh, my wife and I started it. And then she wasn't into it at first. I was like, let's try, let's try. And then we did it again. I was like, God damn it, if I have to see fucking that dog mutant thing die one more fucking time, I swear <laughs> to God. But we got past it, and it just it it just got better and better, and it flushes out the characters, of course, you know, because they have more time, and there was 62 episodes, which um, it, it, was, it was really good. I mean, I, I finally saw it, and it just, you know, I've always loved the characters, like, in the original, but just, like, with this, with Brotherhood, it just made it even better. And, um... Yeah, I'm just happy to be done with that. I mean, you know, it was a journey, and it, it didn't end as cheesy as I thought it would, and I appreciate that, too. It's like, it's over. They left course, you know, left it open. If, you know, 20 years later, they want to come back to it, they could. But, uh... Mm-hmm. uh did, did, yeah. you, did you like Brotherhood more than um, the other version? Um, like, would you say it's the better better one to watch? Definitely. It, it's It's a long but good ride. For sure. The original one is very good, short and sweet, but that's it. Like, there's, you, they throw these characters at you that are still moments they elaborate on. But um, I, I didn't watch the movies, but I've been told that they're really good for the original series. But, like, yeah, it's, Brotherhood is by far better. And I know why everyone says it too now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What'd you think of that ending? It was good. I, they really wrap up everything. They even throw back to the beginning. I, I, as they should, you know. Oh yeah, it, it's good. I mean, when you have sixty-two episodes, and you know, I, I'm you know, a good team and everything, it it, it really makes a difference. And um, you know, characters I thought they would kind of nix. They no, you see, they're back. They're here. They're all. It, it was very uh, as I saw my wife. Very end game at the end, and in a in a nice way. <laughs> but um, it's what you expect from that kind of anime. And you know, I was you know expecting a darker ending but i mean it's called brotherhood so it's a, yeah, a light but still dark at the same time i'm not gonna say anymore um but the tone is is good predictable and still you know very real you know commentary that of course still works today I, i'm not gonna get into that right now but um 
Mm-hmm. Did something else. Um, a couple of my friends have never seen King of the Monsters. We watched it last week. Ooh. And they're like, we didn't like the first Godzilla. And it's like, nope, not really many people did. But there were 10 minutes that were really good, <laughs> as I say. Um, I like but King it. of the Monsters, I think, uh, rap, you know, it's way better. So if, if you haven't checked it out, if you like monster movies, go check it out. And then um, I've seen, we're going to talk about it later, but Godzilla vs. Kong, of course. I've seen it twice now. I watch it with those same friends who haven't seen King of the Monsters. We watched it again. And uh, I really enjoy it. Um, we'll talk about the things I didn't enjoy about it too, but you, I mean, I know what I what it is going in. Um, let's see what else. Um, had some job interviews. A couple of them were weird and awkward. Some were great. One was I had most recent one was really hard, but in a good way. Like he was really grilling those questions. Hard. Oh, yeah, he just okay. Had really good questions, thorough. But then you know some of the questions uh, he was answering as he was asking me. So I was just like, oh, you kind of said it already, but sure, I will. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's, just, uh, okay. it's like okay yeah but yeah it's it's been good um let's see what else um yeah and then um yeah we we're just you know talking about we were gonna do <laughs> justice league snyder cut but we, we'll talk about that probably briefly later but yeah uh that's been my week my week soon I, i'm sure there's a bunch of stuff i'm missing it's it's been a lot already in the past couple of weeks so i'm sure we can get back to it if you remember yeah all right marcel you're up so since we started this podcast brian has mentioned a game that he's been really enjoying so i said you know what i'm gonna play it this week next over the past couple of weeks so i i've been playing some fortnite oh baby so it's been really fun. Definitely better than what i remember you know it's great because it's that kind of game i'm like ah, i got 10 15 minutes i can jump into a round and jump out right so i've been having a lot of fun with that really fun characters you know just really simple mm-hmm. um and then uh what else oh god it's been so long what else oh, have i been watching y'all so, so let, let me just ask you this real quick what do you what do you think compared because have you played fortnite before yeah i played it a couple of years ago so from what you can remember from playing it then to playing it now, how how weirdly different do you think the game is? You know, I don't... I feel like it's... God. I, I mean, to me, it feels about the same. I mean, with the I've been playing mostly Team Rumble, which is what mm-hmm. I'm... You know, we talked about that. I'm not a big fan of the battle royale kind right. of version so playing rumble has been really fun i still can't build to save my life so i just <laughs> run around with a gun i just i sometimes i forget that the build feature is even a part of the game even though it's Same. like one of the main components but you know it's fun to like run around jump around and you know it's a very easy game to play i can see why you know a lot of younger audiences really kind of gravitate towards it aside of aside from the game being free of course right makes it a little mm-hmm. bit easier but Dude, we need it. We need to jump in the team rumble. I know. Like I was looking, you know what's bad though is like, you know me. I like skins. So I'm like, oh, that skin looks cool. Oh. <laughs> but I told I myself t- I, I'm not I'm not gonna put any money into this game. You, you say you say that now, and I can I can attest because I said the same thing, and then last season I tallied it up and I bought almost eight skins. Oh my god. Nice. 
pretty much get, all the cool all the cool ones the that they came out one? with. No. See, I think I'm different because I don't really care about like the Fortnite characters. It's more of the third party character like skins that they come out with. So like I, I remember we talked about this a few podcasts ago before. It's like, but it's like they had you know, Ryu from Street Fighter. They had John Wick come out. They had, mm. you know, Kratos and Master Chief. So it's like, it's like the third party characters that I want to get because it's just ridiculous to see, you know, Kratos floss. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of uh, there's this tender moment in God of War 4. And uh, Marcelo knew I got past that point, but he sent me like, <laughs> it was like an emotional moment, and so I was like, "What will you do, Kratos?" And he's just doing the Fortnite dance, <laughs> over, like someone's dead body. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, no, it's it's a really simple, fun game. I mean, it, it's nice to like, like if you need to just like unwind for a bit, just jump in, get a few rounds, and mm-hmm. jump off, and then go on with your day. So, like, I've been doing that. Um, I also started watching or i finished I, I got attack on titan i guess up to where we're at now which i think is the mid-season i heard it's been popping off really good dude yeah, it's so good very happy with it and where it's finally been after 10 years i didn't realize it's been 10 years like, holy shit people are like super ecstatic have you guys watched it all or you get do any of you watch it i i fell off at the beginning of season two okay back when it originally came out on Toonami. Okay, yeah, I mean it's a it's it's very I mean this one is very it's all very political, but this one is very political, like it's very focused around that. Mm-hmm. Still great, really enjoyed it. Great animation. You know, mm-hmm. the studio that picked it up for this season is doing a really good job. Uh much more I think I think they used a different uh studio this time around. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, I think I think it's just the scheduling. I think. Uh... Mm-hmm. Do you know what uh, studio it was? Ooh, uh, I don't. Not offhand. Uh... That's okay. Yeah. You just remind so... me. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like you. You mentioned studio changing, and uh, it made me think about One Punch Man. How the studio changed, but it was still, at least for me, really good. And I, I should check if they're doing when season three is going to come out. Oh, season but, two was lame. Get out of here. Whatever. Season two was so lame. It was not. It was great. Not as good as one, but pretty good. So I'm trying one to was, I still haven't finished two. Season season one is still so much better. It, it was it was t- it was tight. But then, you know, that's how I feel again. That's how I feel about uh, my hero. I thought that season three, what just ended, or what was last season? Three or four? Uh, four. I haven't seen four, but three was pretty good. I thought three was was good. Two was, I think, really really good. Two was yeah. So season two was really good, and so I've been watching. Yeah, so just catching up on some anime, and then I started watching, uh, you know, The Wire. I. Th- so, you know, a lot of people compare it, say it's one of like the best TV shows that has ever come out and they put it up there with like Breaking Bad. So I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. And uh, so far, it's been really entertaining. Pretty interesting storyline. If uh, it's very much a, a drama. Right. Yeah. Uh, OK, so to, to answer the question for uh, what studios doing the 
last season. It's a Mappa. Mm-hmm. And I can see why that the show itself looks really good because they're the people that did Yuri on Ice. And I've seen a little bit of that anime when Alessa watched it, and they have some of the most, like, because it's the ice skating anime. So they have really fluid animation. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. Good studio. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the biggest thing I've done since the last time we saw each other was I, I watched every single Marvel movie in chronological order. So after yeah. our after our WandaVision discussion, I sat down and I watched every single movie in order. So I have to I have to correct something. Iron Man 3 is actually a pretty decent movie. <laughs> Damn. Thank you for coming to the light. Damn. Eight years later. Holy shit. He's changed. <laughs> so like I watched it and you know, my biggest gripe was the kid being annoying, but I watched it and he was not annoying. He was just a good <laughs> kid. <laughs> Literally no reason for the hate. <laughs> it was just something. It was like just something like was off the day you saw it. And you're like, man, Fuck this kid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, Riding that hate wave. That's all it was. <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad I'm glad that you're able to like enjoy it a little bit more. You know, because like I I remember like I shouldn't talk because I'm just an Iron Man fan in general. So I was just kind of like, man, a lot of people are hating on three. I don't know why. I felt like it was like a really good Iron Man movie. <laughs> Because they didn't have the Mandarin come out rings a blazing Thanos style. That's why. That's what they wanted. Yeah, even the whole thing with the Mandarin wasn't even that bad. It was. It was a good movie all around. Like it was yeah. pretty solid. It, it's a fresh mm. twist, and I think people weren't ready for it. Probably that's probably what it was. I, I think now that we. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I think now that we know that that wasn't like the real Mandarin, mm-hmm. probably makes it a little bit better. Yeah. I, I did skip Thor the Dark World because nobody needs to watch that. But how could you connect the dots for when you watch Endgame? It's very and important. And the Loki show. And Endgame and Infinity War are so solid. They are so solid. Oh, such a good watch. Man. Like and... for two movies that had the most to like have like a whole thing be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like tip tip off the Marvel Studios because they figured out a way to like make those movies very enjoyable. Yeah, ten years of groundwork to make. I think probably. I think that'll. I mean, Star Wars will always be Star Wars, but for us, that'll probably be the Star Wars like of our time. Like, and people will always be like, "Oh, remember Infinity War and Endgame?" Like that'll be like a great moment in movies, at least for superhero fans. I know, like, there are people who there are people who hate superhero movies. They're out there. Uh, yeah, and that's fine, people. Yeah, and I know, you know, I know the place of superhero movies, but like, oh, that's not cinema. But, you know, you can't deny the effect it had on the people who enjoyed it. You know, I I was actually just talking about it with, um, you know, family and stuff and with someone yesterday. Oh, because um, I had an old friend named Ricky. He came to town for his birthday. We we met him yesterday and I haven't talked to him since 2018 in person, but we were catching up about Game of Thrones and Endgame and just... um, reminiscing like i remember when i saw endgame with my family and my dad who was like he's you know he's going always going more sentimental and sensitive he was like crying at the end with iron man you know and that's cool 
yeah, and just and even Marcelo, I went. He, you know, he's like bawling when we saw in game, and you know, I was like, shit, man, it still hit me too. I'm like, fuck, you know. Just, I I still say to this day, 2019. Uh, when did Endgame come out? 2019, 2019 was like the year to cry in a movie theater. Because I I could say that I at least cried twice in a movie theater in 2019. That 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 rarely happens. So yeah, was, I mean, it's just so it was so good. Like, yeah, I mean, there are people out there who are like I'm not gonna watch that movie. I'm like, okay, but or like superhero movies are dumb. It's like at least give those ones a chance after you know after Winter Soldier. Like, you can't say they're bad anymore. I before uh, there's some. You like, know, I feel like after Winter Soldier, no, they're not bad at there, there are definitely like comic book hero movies that are very comic book hero movies, but there's some that are just on their own very good movies. So like take like the superhero stuff aside, just like as a as a movie, it's a really like they make really good movies. Yeah. You know. Now I have a question for you, Marcelo. Yes. How did you watch these movies? What do you mean? Like, 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 where did like where did you watch? Like, did you have use like, did you have them on like Blu-ray or did you like use? Oh, uh, I watched like them a... all on Disney Plus. So let me ask you this: Does that how did you watch the Spider-Man movies? Uh, I own them. I will. I own the Spider-Man. Okay, movies. I just yeah. want to say because because I'm like. <laughs> it's like out of all the because like Spider-Man's like the only one that will never be on Disney Plus. Well, especially after that huge announcement. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I mean, like rewatching a lot of them, you know, a lot of them were kind of kind of cheesy. And but, you know, Civil War is still an amazing movie. I think Civil War mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange are probably my two favorite Marvel movies. And the just, you know, a lot of those moments in those movies still hit like in Civil War, when you know Rhodey crashes, that scene still hits. Uh, like, yeah, or mm. like the scene at the end of Captain America when she's uh, getting her stuff together. That scene still hits. Like all that. It's those just great movies that hold up really well. Um, there was one movie though. What was it? Oh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Eh, I'm not a big fan of it. It was okay. It no? definitely it, it set up a lot, but it was it was all right. Do you like? The uh, the first Ant Man, oh yeah, it's great by comparison. I mean, I, comparison. I could see because I I could see like I personally liked Ant Man the Lost, but that's just because I'm an Ant Man, I'm an Ant Man fan, but I'm also a fan of Paul Rudd being Ant Man. He he's so good at it. He's so good. Yeah, he's so he he acts like for someone that's like in his like early fifties now. He like he has that like youthful energy to him that's just always fun to watch. Yeah, but I can. Yeah, but I can see. I can see why you wouldn't like Ant Man: The Wasp a little more, just because it it did feel like it was a bridge movie. Mm-hmm. It's like you had Infinity War come out, and this is like the like one of two movies before Endgame, and it's just kind of like we need just to make this movie. It's like okay, exactly. So you know that took up a lot of hours. <laughs> a lot of hours. But I got it done. Start raised by wolves too. Oh, I did finish Raised by Wolves. You finished I, it. Oh shit. I don't know you I finished, finished it. I finished season one of Raised by Wolves. Um and 
it's very much a Ridley Scott production. Yeah, I was about to say it's like, all it's a hundred percent sci-fi Ridley Scott. Yeah, Brian, have you seen this yet? It's an HBO Max show. No. Have you heard of it? It sounds familiar, but I'm not entirely sure like what it is. So it's a, it's essentially like a uh, just broad broad spectrum, broad strokes, uh, atheists and like this Christian or like god cult are in a war with each other and they created androids right to help fight the war like super powerful androids and so two androids escape the planet with uh baby embryos right and they escape to this remote planet and they try to raise these babies and but they have the uh, their what were what's the cult called like soul something yeah some soul is the god the lair some shit like that something so but they're like being chased by this religious cult it's really it's a it's that's the broad strokes of it you really have to watch it uh this sounds like a, a like a sequel to the island you know what's funny is like you're just like the whole time I'm sitting there and like oh this why does this all look so familiar to me and I'm like half expecting like the the fucking like founders from Prometheus to come out like the big oh. dudes I was like <laughs> I was like waiting for it to become like a, a prequel it, to Prometheus it's like Alien minus the aliens almost that's that's mm-hmm. exactly how it feels and then it's really good sci-fi and it's really raw sometimes like holy shit did that just happen um yeah lots of building blocks this season and they're filming season two right now they are um yeah if you need a sci-fi kick like a big sci-fi kick holy shit the show does it um yeah you should at least brian at least get to through the first episode of mm -hmm. raised by wolves just because the ending to the first episode is great like peak sci-fi it's good Yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta make use of the HBO Max subscription, at least until all the movies come out this year. There you go. And you know, well, you're gonna definitely make use of it now because Mortal Kombat comes out in like two weeks. I'm excited for that. (laughs) I know I know Joel's excited. it's all nostalgia. That's all it is. I love the movies when I was a kid. I'm telling you, man, let's just go see it on IMAX. Let's go see it on IMAX. You know, I am moving soon, and if you're gonna be in the area to help me move just saying. Man, hey, what, no. Oh, when, okay. All right. All right. Once, you motherfucker. <laughs> once I once I join you guys in the vaccine camp, I'm down for anything. Any any uh any headway on that for you? Nope. I'm waiting okay. for next Friday when officially it's available for. So oh, here's adults. what. So here's what we'll do. We'll shield you, right? So you'll sit in the middle between us, and me and Joel will sit on your outside yeah. and we'll protect you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just rent out the theater and put me in a bubble, dude. We should. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if we can rent out the IMAX theater, but if That's it was probably way expensive, it was, if it was, listen, if it costs hundred and fifty bucks to rent out an IMAX theater, I'm sure we can get ten buddies to get together and pay fifteen bucks, and we can just sit all like far apart, and it'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, just to say that we had our own IMAX theater. Yeah, um, right. Just to see uh, Kano say "yeah," and that's it. And we leave. <laughs> Get over here. Yep. Speaking I'm of right. HBO Max, what about that Snyder cut? 
I liked it. I told you guys I liked it. You, you watched it twice. <laughs> I watched it twice. I spent eight hours so, within a week watching the Snyder Cut twice. I really enjoyed it. I think they did a really good job. And like I've been saying, I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, Zack Snyder needs four hours to make a movie. <laughs> he, he can't cut. He can't cut two and a half hour movie. Watch Watchmen extended cut. It's three and a half hours. Fucking three hundred is almost three hours. Like they have. He cannot condense his, his he, movies. He likes his details. Now, I think out of the three three of us, I think I'm like in the middle because mm-hmm. there's there's portions of this movie that I actually appreciated but then I'm also like did we really need that long of like a landscape shot did we <laughs> did yeah. we really need like the ton of slow-mo that we got well did you need the Icelandic singers did you need you know there's exactly like, the, a lot of there's a lot of small them. things that weren't necessary but I I don't know I feel like when it comes to movies I have a very simple brain mm-hmm. so like I could like push that to the like push that criticism I have to the side and be like I appreciate the fact that cyborg is like way more important in this movie. I can Definitely. appreciate the the use of the speed force from Flash at the end like near the end of the movie. I appreciated like a lot of things that sh- I feel like should have been in the movie to be Yeah, no, I mean there's definitely a lot of things that I thought were really really dumb. I I I don't think I don't think Wonder Woman needed that museum scene. It really, I don't think it served any purpose to the plot. Personally. The the one where she finds out that the arrow was the uh, ancient arrow of, uh, what was it called? The ancient arrow of Warrior? Yeah, no, it was like... I think he's talking about the heist one. The heist uh, one in the bank. With uh, the Game of Thrones. No, that that one they kept... kept That one was... Or the original one they used in the yeah. original. But one. even then, I thought this like what? This this serves no purpose now, to plot. You know what that serves though? It serves the very end of that scene where the little girl's like, "Can I be like you when I grow up?" No, bitch, I'm Wonder and... Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like there were scenes that were kind of weird. Like as cool as like that apocalypse, um see into the end of the movie was did he have to purposely make it so out of focus for fucking half of it <laughs> like i sort of got i i don't know if it's just because he thought that was a cool like look to it or they just didn't really want to focus in on um what's his face uh mm-hmm. joker Oh, the fucking nightmare scene! God damn it! Yeah, the nightmare scene. I forgot about that already. <laughs> God damn it! It was uh, just such a weird, like, God right. addition. Like I, I thought it was cool. It's just like the the camera, the camera shots were like, what the fuck? Come on! Yeah, there was definitely a lot of moments, and you know, like, so the first time I watched it, I watched it on my phone. So you know, I remember by, you said that four by three sucked on a phone. But then I came home and I watched it on my TV, and I have a much bigger TV. Oh no wonder you watched it twice. You watched it on your phone. I thought you watched it like on a TV twice. No, okay, I, no, I watched okay, it. On I'm my not going to fault you for time. watching it twice anymore. But I don't know why you put it on your phone. But 
I had no choice. Yeah, no, the first time I had to watch it on my phone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's much it's a much better experience on the TV. But you know, four hours isn't a lot is a lot for some people. Yeah. The what was it? I just had it in my brain. The I appreciate the when Superman comes back at the last fight. Because after that movie, I start I start trying to research like the differences between like both the movies, and they made Superman more badass in the Snyder cut at that in that scene than the original one. Oh yeah, than the Joss Whedon because what was it in the Snyder cut? He just comes in and it's like and like he just takes that axe to like the shoulder like nothing else, and he's like, I forgot what he said, but he was just like, I don't think so. It's essentially. That was, then, that was a good moment. That was a good moment, but then, but then in the sweet in the Sweden one, when Superman comes in to block the hit, he like makes this very long cheesy like good guy like mini monologue, and I'm like that wasn't that cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I've been a lot of that, and I think this week I'm gonna really dive into the wire some more. Gonna really try to just kind of immerse myself in that and then um yeah i don't know as as right things on. go always tv just always watching something you are you are you are our tv movie man that's right connoisseur of the television but yeah i mean that's been pretty much me cool awesome um so that was our weeks um i know we want to talk about a few things, but I do have a little bit of little bit, bits of news that that I thought would be kind of cool to talk about for a sec. Um, mm-hmm. We did talk about Outriders mm-hmm. during a week, so that's fine. Um, and we were talking about Marvel for a little bit. I felt like we should talk about um, Black Widow. Um, have an article from Marvel themselves. Um, there is an official, uh, official, official release date for Black Widow. July, it's July 9th, coming to theaters and Disney Plus Premium. Um, how excited would you guys have been like two years ago? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little... I mean, I'm still excited to watch it, but it's definitely not the same, like, oh, shit, a Black Widow yeah. movie. Yeah. I... Go ahead. Um, just writing for Marcel said, I like, I'm excited because Marvel, you know, makes good movies. It's just, you know, we already know the fate of Black Widow with Endgame. I feel like it's a little hard to shoe in. I'm sure it's going to be tie-ins to the future in a great way. Um. But yeah, they they've been pushing this off way too long. Um, yeah. Um, I want to see Taskmaster. I want to see you know Rachel Vice be badass. I want to see uh, the guy. Uh, what's his name? I was just talking about him with Ricky yesterday. The guy who plays uh, Hopper in Stranger Things. Him as like Russian Captain America. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be fun what? for sure. The. I agree. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to th- to this movie just because it's, it's a movie that should have came out a long time ago. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's kind of like 
like what are you guys doing waiting this long for a black widow movie but it's like we're getting it now so it's kind of like okay well you know better late than never i guess but you I know think... why you know why you know why they were waiting no i know but now they're doing it so uh yeah. but i think the one thing that was kind of like weird to me is that yes it's like covid times and all but like they kept bouncing the release date around every way it's like first first it was coming out in may of last year it's like of course you can't do that now it's like okay we're going to release it you know november of 2020 like okay well shit we're not going to do that anymore um we're going to release it in may of next year so it's just a year later from the original release date it's like all right it's like well now there's rumors that's going to be pushed back to in the fall of 2021 it's like uh and it's like now it's like okay officially we're coming out on july 9th and it's like cool so yeah like black widow i i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it um it'll probably be the first like disney plus premium movie that i'll actually buy really because i didn't like mulan was mulan i didn't really want to do that um raya looks really cool to watch and oh, i actually get some I did some I research on too. it and it has a lot of good people like behind it as far as like actors and like production wise goes. Cause they're the same people that made Moana and Moana is like fucking in the heart for me. So I know that they do a good job. Right. Well, it's really never... good. If you want to borrow I, my I... movies anywhere, Brian, I bought it. Oh, you did? Yeah. You can actually, uh -huh. you can actually, I just outright, outright bought it. Cause I don't like the, I don't like the, uh, the premium pay thirty dollars on yeah. a, on a service you pay for. I'll pay thirty bucks to own it. That's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Black Widow will probably be the first one that I actually like shell out that thirty bucks for just because it's Marvel. What are you talking about, man? You'll have your vaccine by then. We're gonna go to the movies. I hope so, man. I want it. <laughs> it's like I, I want to be vaccinated by then. I mean, technically everything's open June fifteenth here in California, so that's right. We're gonna party. Yeah. yeah. Fourth of July, Fourth of July party with some Russian um, spies. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and to go along with that, uh, Marvel also officially announced the release date for Shang Chi. Fuck yeah, September third. So that's September gonna be third. Cool. Interesting. Happy yeah. birthday, Marcel. We're taking you to the movies. I don't even know what Shang Chi is. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. It's, uh. As far as I'm like familiar with Shang-Chi, it's kind of like the delving into the more mystical side of uh, Marvel. Marvel. It's like you have Shang-Chi who's like kind of like this, you know, it's like a better Iron Fist. <laughs> um, Fair enough. He's like, um, my dad used to own the comics when he used to be called like the master of Kung Fu. Um, he's like this like really good, supernaturally strong martial artist. He, um, yeah, he's like teamed up with Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Um, he's, he, you know, he many odes to Bruce Lee whenever he fights. Um, he has his own like super team called the Agents of Atlas. Um, I know in one arc of Spider Man, Spider Man loses his spider sense. He trains him to fight without a spider sense. That was pretty cool. Like be lightning quick and stuff. So, um, you know, it, it's a big deal, at least for me, for having like a, you know, actual Asian lead superhero, Asian characters. The cast is going to be dope too, um, and of course the Mandarin. Like we're going to see what they do with Mandarin. Hopefully they'll bring Ben Kingsley back too. 
the re- no, I think they're gonna. As far as like what I've seen, it's like this is gonna be like this is the real man. Like this is this is the Mandarin they teased on that like Iron Man three, like post credit thing they added to like the DVD. Yeah. Where like he the Ben Kingsley got contacted by the actual Mandarin. So like you think that was like two thousand eight. Yeah. So this thing's been like sitting in dormant for yeah. a few years. And and we still have do we know if the Eternals is still coming out this November? Uh, November. November, like for uh, sure, for sure so far. Like for... not locked down. They they said November, but yeah. there there isn't an, like a date locked in yet. Spider Man will... two comes out this year. Yeah. Christmas, uh, Spider Verse, uh, and, and, and 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 Spider and uh, No Way Home is supposed yeah. to come out this year too. Yeah, I have to say they've been very iron tight for all three of the movies we just talked, or four movies we just talked about, as far as what's happening. The only thing I think with Shang Chi is they were filming in the city, and then half of Muni was a bus was missing, and people were like, "Oh, a typical day in Muni," but. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, I have credits to uh Disney for like we don't know shit. So I, I kinda like not knowing though. Cause you know, people go find shit to leak and sometimes it's like mm-hmm. not great, but yeah. So. so in the next couple months we have Black Widow, Shang Chi, The Eternals, No Way Home, and then we're moving into twenty twenty two. We have Doctor Strange and Thor. And Spider Verse two. Spider Verse two. And it's wow, a lot, and not and not to mention uh, Loki and the What If series. Oh, which would be? Have you guys seen the trailer for Loki? Yeah, I actually just I watched it. It looks so good. It looks like a movie. Oh man, they Disney Disney has put so much money into their original TV. Oh, just yeah. look at look at the quality for uh, WandaVision was great. The quality for Captain or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is is great too. Like it's they are really. I mean, of course, because this one has more a little bit more like magic mysticalness to it. It's a little bit requires a little bit more, but I think it'll mm-hmm. be good. I did not know Owen Wilson was in this until. I saw this last right. teaser trailer. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow, wow!" It looks like it's good. like ha- like have top uh, Tom Hilston and Owen Wilson like team up together. Looks like it's gonna be so much fun. Kid Harrington's in the Eternals. Yeah, and Richard Madden, and Angelina Jolie, and Paperboy. <laughs> Ramin Jawani, isn't he the one who did the Ramin Jawani got ripped. Yeah, Kamel uh, Nanjiani got ripped. He's fucking he did. Checked. Like it was like an amazing transformation. And uh, oh, so the Kit music. Harrington. Yeah, I think you said that. So there must be some Game of Thrones uh, producers or something on this because the person doing the music is also the the person who did the music for uh, for Game of Thrones and Westworld. Oh, he's hella good. Oh, it's gonna yeah. Be great. He's doing the music for this, so this like must Dr. be. I, yeah, it's like I I don't know anything about the Eternals, but I hope that that Guardians magic works on this too, where it's like everybody just ends up loving the movie, even though they have no idea who they are. Really quick, they uh, the DC version, I believe, of the Eternals was just canceled. Yes, they, they just canceled that and. An oh. Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman spinoff just got canceled as well. There's really? a spinoff? 
Yeah, it was about. It's called The Deep. It, I don't know how far they got, but they they just canceled it. I just saw. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I we don't know anything about these movies as far as title, and I'm just excited when we actually get a teaser or trailer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've got a lot for Black Widow, and honestly, we they released a trailer. I think too early. It's April, and they released like a new trailer. They'll probably release way more, but. Yeah, they've been teasing us for too long. They they needed to just finally settle on a date on that movie. And we'll yeah. see if they push it back to when we're like 50, Black Widow finally out. Um, I think yeah. I think once we watch Black Widow in a couple of weeks, it'll really kind of give us a good indication of which way we're headed with this. Yeah, I mean, I know it I know the movie was supposed to come out a bit ago, but because it pushed everything around, it's still should still give us a good introduction to this next phase of Marvel. It's it's interesting because this will be the first phase four movie. Right. Because we I have the two. Far from the home two, was. No. no, that was the, that was a an epilogue for for phase three. Oh, I thought it was technically number one. Oh, okay. No, it was like wrapping up like that makes sense. See, like yeah, because like they because like they dealt a lot with like Tony Stark being dead and stuff like that, and yeah, just kind of like spoilers pushing like pushing towards season or uh, not season phase four, but they consider it an epilogue. But one division, all these Disney Plus is a bridge to this new phase, isn't it? Like it's all yeah. So th- these are these are in the in in the phase four, but like Black Widow, even though it's like. A prequel, mm-hmm. in a way, it's still considered the first Phase Four movie. So there's I mean, probably something going to be involved for the next phase in this movie. I mean, I think it's like they're one of the characters is probably going to like show up and be kind of like the new, like not Black Widow, but be like you know the Black Widow type character. You know, well, that's what you know. Her sister's in it. Her so. sister, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. We talked about that. We talked about Loki a little bit. Um, a little bit of game stuff. I know. Uh, we've been talking about Apex a little bit recently. Um, Dude, I but there's I some just news. Map, <laughs> just that. The one we yeah, we've got we've gotten <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten Joel back into Apex a little bit. Yeah, but... I enjoy playing it. Not that I didn't dislike it. I just like I just went heavy into Destiny Pokemon. But I, I just yeah. I enjoy battle royale games that are you know not Fortnite so much. But uh, Apex is really fun. It's very different, at least for me. Um, I tried I tried to do Warzone. I got kicked out of it twice trying to even load it. So I was like, I'm not even gonna try. Um, I know Warzone's pretty big, but Apex is just super fun. I think because the characters are kind of like dynamic and different. And since I don't play mm-hmm. Overwatch as much, it kind of fills that niche of like different interesting characters with perks. Yeah. And yeah, they just have this map with a lot of holes and I just keep dying. But um, um, yeah, it's it's free to play too, which is nice. And it's cross play, which I keep forgetting. Um, there are people like playing on Switch and PlayStation. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> And I know for people like me that are super into Titanfall, it has some interest there. But even for more of a reason, because recently game director uh, Chad Grenier was on a panel 
and he had a little thing to say about the upcoming season nine. And uh, let's see if I can get a quote. He says, uh, he said, we're bringing a lot of things from Titanfall into the game almost every season. Next season, season nine, you're actually going to see a ton of Titanfall coming back to, into the game in one way or another. If you're a Titanfall fan, hang on for season nine. So, so what's going to happen is you're going to open up your uh, Apex Legends one day and it's not going to actually say Apex Legends anymore. It's just going to say Titanfall 3. Hell They're yeah. sneaking Dude, it in. If, they, if they shadow drop Hell Titanfall 3, I'd be so happy. I'd only play that game from now on. <laughs> um, but it kind of goes along with the um, the supposed leak of the one of a hero that they are working on. Um, so I want to say three weeks ago or so, they there was a leak on Reddit of some test footage of a hero that they were working or a legend they were working on, um, Blisk. But for people that don't know, Blisk was an antagonist for the Titanfall one and two. And in story, he's the one that ended up like making Apex. Like he was the leader of the Apex Predators, and then in the future, where Apex Legends is based in, he's the one that created like this blood sport kind of kind of game. And so they had there was supposed a test footage for Blisk, and he had the he had things like he was able to run on walls like a pilot from Titanfall, and he had like this he was able to create like a mini version of like the the ring to damage other people but then the one thing that people focused on the most is that his ultimate was dropping down his titan and it's like an auto sentry titan that he just drops down and it starts spraying its gatling gun around and there's been no confirmation whether or not that's going to be a thing because um, because they've been doing a good reason. Uh, oh, shit. Because what was it? Um, Respawn's been doing a good job of being like, there's no possible way that we can ever see Titans ever coming into the game. And it's like, okay, sure. You know, because we have to think about this. Apex... Besides, like, it's characters that they have already, like, a lot of it stems from Titanfall. I mean, the, the weapons, the just the way that it's played, and, like, the references it makes. So when they when they say that next season is going to have a ton of Titanfall content, and if it doesn't add a Titan somehow, that just seems like, okay, what are you doing? Like, like there's... You can't think of anything else when they mention like a ton of Titanfall content without having something revolving a Titan. Maybe they all have maps with empty Titans, maps with like rusted Titans you can use as cover. Maybe some of their weapons, like some of the players can use, like a stationary Titan that's stuck. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure they'll play around with it. They're pretty smart. They've been doing a good job. Um, I'd be, I'd be happy if they made a a map that's um that has like titanfall maps on it kind of like what call of duty did when they first started doing battle royale 
um, like pre-war zone. Um, like their whole map was just an amalgamation of like fan favorite, like Call of Duty maps. Like I'd be totally down if like you drop into a map and then like you stumble upon Angel City and it's like oh shit, you know it's it's like one of it's like everybody's like favorite map from Titanfall, you know. I'd be down for that if all the assets. So it's 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 pretty much the same exact thing, right? Maybe we'll see like newer what like a ton of new weapons because like they um. I know you had it in Titanfall two, but in Titanfall one, it was more more prominent. The auto pistol. It was the pistol that auto aimed. Um. Oh yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I remember I that. I can one. see I can see that being dropped as a legendary weapon because the in Titanfall the auto pistol didn't do a lot of damage, but it was the fact that it was able to lock on to people and like just rapid fire a lot. Like I can see. In Apex, like you get that from like a legendary drop, and then it's like you're able to auto, like auto aim on a person, but like you have to pretty much like empty almost the entire clip to like maybe kill somebody. You know, there'd be some like balancing ish, like balancing they'd have to do. That'd be cool, or just like I haven't played Apex Legends since like season two. Same dude, or no, I was four <laughs> or five, but got back into it recently. It's still the same battle royale, it's super fun, just a lot of fun. Um, a lot of cool additions that they keep adding on to it, as far as like legends and gameplay is concerned. Like recently, they added that heat shield that you can find. Mm-hmm. That, um, what's cool is that they added the new item slot, which is like support items so it's like the heat shield or they have like a, a portable respawn beacon that you can throw down to revive people um it's a whole new slot and so like for the heat shield if like you're like stuck in the ring or like are stuck like outside the ring you can throw that down and it kind of protects you for a second and then once you're in it it um you're like re like your revive speed and like your shield like Battery regeneration stuff like that is like halved, so you can like heal a lot faster or bring somebody up a lot faster, or you can just like throw it down if you're in a firefight and just kind of like, boom, heat shield. Um, I think there was rumors saying that for season nine that they might they might fool around the idea of um having respawn beacons automatically go to your alive teammate um they also showed off a lot of different um announcements for apex legends uh what was it they're going to be coming out with a new it's not like a game mode it's more like a new game game modes that they're going to be aside, testing out. Aside from like the, well, you can do solos now, can't you? Or is it still three? It's duos, and uh, you can do threes. Gotcha. Yeah. Threes. Duos are pretty fun. But yeah, they're 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 coming up with a lot of cool stuff, and I I can't wait for season nine to see what they do. 
but definitely Apex is definitely a fun game, a fun battle royale play game to play. Especially since I think now I've I've dropped it down to just being Fortnite and Apex. Right. Yeah. No, I Fortnite. mean they've they're they're giving it a lot of love. You know, like it came out like super secretive, like out of nowhere, but they've really done a lot of great quality of life stuff. Keeping up, I I feel like they've kept up pretty well. You know, they I feel like it's hard to beat Fortnite. You just can't. Like they have such a hold on their like on that genre. I just don't see it changing anytime soon. Hmm. Uh yeah, I'll be right back. You guys uh keep bantering. Okay. But what about the ping system, Marcelo? Apex did it first. Oh well, you know that you know, and you know what's funny is they didn't even mention the ping system because they knew that like someone like Epic would be like, "The what? We're doing <laughs> it now. We're doing it now." <laughs> they did. Don't they, don't they have their own version now? I think. I I think so. They yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's. I think I need to try it again because you know we have friends that play it pretty frequently. Yeah. Just like Sea of Thieves. I mean, you've been playing more Sea of Thieves, right? How's that going? Um, it's been really good. I really enjoyed it. I unfortunately, because I fucking play Destiny too much, uh, was unable to finish the season pass, and I really wanted to, but I got pretty far. Um, the fact they added the season pass is cool. There's like a free version and a paid version. The paid version, you get stuff from the store when every 10 levels. And for me, that's good, because I don't buy a lot of cosmetics anyway. That's mm-hmm. not how I roll with games i'm still kind of hesitant about micro contractions you know once in a while i'll be sure i'll buy something because it's really cool but uh yeah because all those cosmetics from the season pass that you could only get with it i didn't have so that was good um but yeah i mean now that's a game that was really i mean it was good at launch but it's like it was lacking and you know it was fun but it's like okay what do we do now you know and they really learned and they have still, you know, I know they do microtransactions now, but, mo- you know, DLC story wise and content, it's mm-hmm. free. And there's so much to do now. And they're still adding stuff. They're teasing stuff. And, you know, they added PvP, like a PvP just game mode that wasn't even there in the beginning. And yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. Of course, you know, you can mess around. You can go totally hardcore, be a true pirate, kick ass, go explore, just mess around, throwing up on each other or whatever. And that game is still just, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, and, I mean, I think, again, that's one of those games where they are making a lot of, like, subtle changes to keep it, like, interesting and new and fresh and stuff like that, right? And, like, yeah. it, like, they've changed so much from, I, I feel like when, when the fir- the game first came out, uh there just wasn't a lot to do but yeah. now you have like your merchant quests yeah. and your yeah. all of this it was bare bones right uh, but but it was still good and you know they they i wouldn't say they're 100 percent transparent but they do talk to the community and they are you know they listen and stuff they're not they're not leaving you in the dark you know it's like hey we got new stuff coming up and they have trailers and stuff but they're you know they know what they work on, and there's yeah, they've just it's a good model of what to do, I think, with a game. And so, it's been around for like three or four years now, I think now, or feels like it. And so it's now that good. so since the season ended for Sea of Thieves, then does that mean that they're gonna does it immediately jump into a new season then? Uh, where there's like an in between right now. I think season two is coming up soon. 
There's like there's like a week buffer. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. It was like ten dollars. It, it wasn't it wasn't a bad price for the season. Yeah, like, Sea of Thieves has got come a long way. Yeah. So what what about uh before we move into the the big stuff the big big stuff you guys how are you enjoying Valheim? I honestly haven't been playing it that much. I Same actually here. jumped in later this earlier this week. Just kind of get back into it, and it's it's fun. It's just like a fun. It's pretty chill, just to kind of like walk around your your server, just kind of exploring, seeing what you can find, build your house, fight some creatures. You know, for being an alpha, I feel like it's still pretty a pretty good play. There's definitely places things they can work on, but it's. I think it's worth the twenty dollars. You have to buy into it. Oh yeah, it's, it's 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 a great. I think it's a good. It's a good price for what you're getting. Um, I think I think for what it's hard for me is just getting onto my computer to play it. You know, like I think mm-hmm. that's where I'm running running into the most problems is having because you know being in an office and having to separate myself from the family becomes difficult. So it's like. That's why I can't really put that much time into PC games. Like I wish I could put time into uh time into uh like Cyberpunk. You know, the game's not perfect, but I'd still like those kind of games, so I'd love to put some time into it and right. just kind of like change it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I kind of have the same problem where like I I am definitely more of a console player. Yeah. I do I do play some games on PC, but it's I don't know. It, it's more easy for me just to turn on my console and just go. Exactly. You can just pick up the controller and turn it on and start yeah. your game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I get too I, distracted I def- on my on my computer. I start like browsing the internet <laughs> and stuff like I just get too distracted. Especially since I use my computer more for like like social media and YouTube and like when we have a podcast edit or edit that, or if I'm going to stream, that's why I'm using my PC more for mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to jump more into Valheim. I just have to make the effort to do it. Um, but, on but the so news fun. thing, did you guys see that today they started filming finally black Adam? Going back to DC really quick. Yeah. Today yeah, was actually the first it. day of principal production, a movie that I never thought would come out. It's actually being filmed. I thought they were gonna wait a year. Damn. Nah, man. The Rock's a busy man. It's true. He must That's have lived cool. <laughs> that guy's like I mean, constantly working. Hey man, gotta keep busy. Just came out with his own energy drink and shit like that. Oh my and god. show. <laughs> and show. Oh, that's right. He has his own like fucking everybody hates Chris show. Yeah. Oh, Young Rock? Young yeah. Rock. I've seen clips of it and it's actually interesting because they have so they talk so much about like him just being around like old wrestlers, like cause his dad like having his dad being a wrestler too. It's like just having a whole bunch of like wrestling representation because that's that was like his life for the most part right yeah that's funny yeah man he's got his little toes in every little pocket of like 
any type of real estate you could put it in. And he's gonna be there's gonna be a rock cryptocurrency soon, I'm sure. I'd buy into it. <laughs> what was it? The Brahma coin? The Brahma bull <laughs> oh coin? The, the Banna coin. Oh, he's already <laughs> in Banna. Never mind. Oops. Oops. Um I know we were gonna be shifting over to um kaiju talk, but I feel like this is kind of in the same vein real quick. Because I just found out about this yesterday. I'm going to link a YouTube video in uh, the Discord real quick so you guys can take a look at this. Um, so kind of in the same vein as like Godzilla and stuff like that, uh, Hasbro has officially Whoa. announced that they are coming out with a very, very cool Optimus Prime toy that's cool now what's cool about this is that it is pretty much a tiny robot like an actual tiny robot it has i think they said it had 25 voice commands um, it can transform on its own it has an app where you can program the optimus prime to do stuff but overall, it just seems like a very cool toy, and it's like it'll give you a look at this. Like it like can tr it like transforms on its own. It has voice lines, and it's by Peter Cullen, the original Optimus Prime, which is even cooler. Ooh, that's cool. Um, he can do like action poses and stuff like that. And it's very, it's very Bruh. dope, right? Um. I just saw some of that. Hasbro wow. just officially announced this for pre-order. Um, can you guys guess how how much this uh, Optimus Prime is worth? With like you said, five thousand pieces, twenty-seven <laughs> motors. I just saw. Fuck, minimum of uh, eight hundred. Minimum. <laughs> how about you, Marcelo? Uh, I would probably put it if if we're talking if it's this is something limited. I'm gonna say closer to a grand, fifteen hundred. So the actual retail price without tax is six hundred and ninety nine dollars. So you're sitting oh. at a seven hundred dollar, pretty much a tiny transform, like a tiny actual transformer. That's it. Yeah, credit. This is the most like adult who still buys toys product I've ever seen. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it definitely. makes it hurts my heart that I can't buy it. <laughs> Because I, if I had that much money to just throw away, I'd be, I'd be playing with that Optimus Prime all. I'd be telling it to roll out and <laughs> fight Decepticons all day long. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. You know, I was just thinking about that. You put that link in, and then I was like, man, I can't wait to have my office all decked out with like vintage. Like, you know, I'd love to have my vintage Transformers toys again. And just oh, like yeah. the old Gen One Transformers hanging out, um, and like just a bunch of those Beast Wars. So really funny, you know. I I picked up some stuff um, uh, from uh, my sister a couple of weeks ago, and it was all of my childhood toys. And I found, oh. it, and unfortunately, a lot of the toys were all the pits and pieces of it. But as I was digging through, I found like Cheetor legs and like a bunch <laughs> of like Beast War toys. 
Uh, it was like so nostalgic to go and find all those toys. Like, watch, hold on. Y'all, y'all I'm going to go find something really quick. Hold on. Oh, sure. All I'm going to say is Bandai, where are you at? Bandai. Hey, ba- Bandai. Uh, like, Premium Bandai has been doing some cool ass shit, too. No, they have. I'm just saying a movable fucking robotic <laughs> mobile suit. Fuck. Like, oh my God. I mean, they made a life size one. Am I right? Yeah. Sorry. I was just putting my face in my pillow, like at the prospect <laughs> of a programmable Gundam. But, like, <laughs> I think we've all had that kind of feeling where we just like stumble upon like old toys that we haven't seen in years. Yeah, like, I have that set because, like, I think we've all had Transformers, but like, I had like, like three Megazords when I was a kid. And of course, like us kids, we don't know any better. We just beat the shit out of those toys. Oh so yeah. Every time, every once in a while, when I look through some old stuff, I find like a piece of a Megazord, and I'm like, "Fuck! I wish I had all of <laughs> all of them so I can display it." Dude, same. Like Megazord, Dragon Zords. Oh, like man. I have, I have the, I have the Shogun. I had the Shogun Megazord from like oh, near the dude. end of the first series. <laughs> And it was like one of my favorites because it's like when they're all ninjas and shit. Yeah, I remember that. And <laughs> to this day, I don't know where they are. <laughs> and it makes me sad yeah. inside. I, I shit, man. All those Beetleborg toys I had. Beast, yeah, Cheetor. I remember I, I did good on my report card. I want my mm-hmm. Cheetor now. <laughs> I had the gold Cheetor, dude. I was so fucking hyped. Had the it's like I got the legs. Oh my god. I got good grades on my report card. Can we go to Toys R Us now? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's like we're going to Toys R Us. You said. You said. I got <laughs> <good grade. laughs> dude, that. Dude, I remember. I I remember taking that report card trip to Toys R Us, and then I got to pick out. Um, I got to pick out one Star Star Wars ship, and I was like, I I locked eyes with that X wing. It's like I want that one. Give me. Or like, I did good. Can I get a Zoid? Fuck, dude. I that's what I regret. Destroying my Zoids. I <laughs> I I probably gave them away too. I mean, obviously, you know, little kids should play with those things, you know. But oh man, just some of these mobile suits and to- oh man, yeah, you, I, no I, I have. I feel you. I have some damaged Gundam action figures still, but you know, you know what I think that sucks. Kids nowadays won't get that same feeling we got when we were kids, where like we got the dude. I have that exact same one. Dude, that's the one I was thinking of. That Cheetor. Yeah. For those of you who can't see, Marcel has a blue and like gold Cheetor. Dude, the White Ranger too. Oh <laughs> shit, dude. Oh, dude, I remember dude, that. Dude, that metal paint. That metal paint, I remember that. Dude, you kept yours in good condition. Can you tell me what this is from? Is that a VR trooper? It fucking is a VR trooper, dude. <laughs> dude. Right on, man. Look at this shit, like... Just like... Oh, nice. What the fuck? Can you tell me what this is? Do you know what this is? Unfortunately, that I don't have autofocus. It's so white. It's Escaflone, es- Escaflone dude. I was right. Parts of it. I was just saying, like, kids nowadays will never have that same experience we did where, like, we get a good report card and, like, we get that. Like, we look forward to that trip to Toys R Us because it's just, like, a whole different experience. Like, you walk in and it's just, like, 
literal toy land. Yeah. It's like with warehouse shelves that reach to the ceiling of just toys. Yeah, right. Like, I feel so bad. Like, I really hope that, to- like, because Toys R Us started trying to come back like two years ago. I don't think so anymore. Bruh. Well, they still they have one they have one store that they reopened and um but it's like it's like an outlet mall like size yeah. one in like Texas or something like that. But a part of me kind of hopes that that experience comes back to a certain degree because it's not the same going to like a Target or like a Walmart and there's the toy aisle. It's like no, you need that toy store like experience. Yeah, man. Uh, and then it became video games. <laughs> And then Gundam and even Mom. that, even even that's going away too. Oh yeah, just digitally download it from the source. You wouldn't download your Transformers, would you, bro? <laughs> if I could, <laughs> although I'll always be Gundam fan that over Transformers. But that was a cool video of the the movable programmable Transformer. That was that was pretty that dope. Optimus Prime. Yeah, I feel like the toy toy companies just know. That there is an audience of adults that still hold on to like their childhood to the point where yeah. they will willingly spend hundreds of dollars on cool shit. Oh yeah, and they are we, right. <laughs> we know these fuckers are nostalgic. Let's get their money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was a really cool like little surprise Dude, that I wanted it, to share with you guys. I thought you they guys had would appreciate a, it. Like a kaiju one. Or like again, Gundam or Pacific Rim, Mecha Godzilla version of that. Oh, dude, that'd be sweet. I wouldn't be surprised if um, if this Optus Prime does well that they would do it with other people. Is that a biker mice? What the is fuck that a biker is that? mouse? The fuck is that? Marcelo's holding up a action figure of a biker mice from Mars. Biker mice from Mars, dude. One of the very many Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle clones of the 80s. I probably ignored it if I ever saw it. Because there's a bunch of biker mice. I was all about SWAT cats, sorry. It was the same time as SWAT cats, too. Same thing. Uh, Teleplane. Street sharks. Street street sharks. sharks. (sighs) That stuck around for a little bit. So let me ask you guys something. How many of you, after watching Godzilla vs. Kong, yeah. went and watched Pacific Rim? No. No? No, but I've been meaning to. I keep putting it off. I'm like, I gotta watch one and two, and I just I just keep putting it off. I'll tell you what I did do, though. Before I saw Godzilla vs. King Kong, I watched Kong vs. Godzilla from the 60s. Oh my god, really? And boy, was that a trip. Okay, so two years ago, I got the um, the show the Showa the Showa collect collections uh, like Blu-ray collection. So it's all of the first era Godzilla movies, and they had they had Kong versus Godzilla. Unfortunately, it's the U.S. version because there's a difference. Because there's a US version and then there's the Japanese version. And depending mm. on which version, depends on who like wins. Even though it's not really even though it's not really like a definitive win. Um but so for a little bit of history, Kong versus Godzilla is the third ever Godzilla movie. 
And it's also the first Godzilla movie that was in color. Um, but they made the decision because they they didn't want Kong, who's like a, a an American property, um, to lose. They made a U.S. version where he wins. So it's like uh, appeases all audiences kind of thing. Um, Not me. Yeah. Um, what's weird is like, it's like that and the first Godzilla movie that they made a, like an English version for. And so they added like American actors and they added scenes to kind of make context that overall when you're watching it is like, does it really help the movie that much? Because it's literally just kind of telling you the story without having like an actual like scene. It's just like, it's literally like in Kong versus Godzilla, you literally have an actor in like a newsroom with like a way longer like dial, like monologue than they should have of just like explaining you know, what's going on right now? It's like, this is the news report for uh, the Godzilla and Kong sightings and stuff like that. And it's like, okay. Um, I was basically just waiting for like the big fight that <laughs> at the end of the movie that we all like the fuck, fucking trash on in like the best way possible. Because it's so goofy looking. Yeah. Um, but because of me watching that, I was able to point out references from Godzilla versus Kong. Nice. Was there a pretty? And, was it a pretty good? Were there a pretty good amount of like, kind of like, kind of homages to that movie? There, there are a couple of of good ones. Um, I, are are we gonna just be full on like spoilery kind of? I, I probably. Okay, so people people who don't want to who don't want to be spoiled. Um, you know, thanks for stopping by because I think this is kind of like what we'll be talking about. Um, yeah, kaiju time, <laughs> kaiju time. Um, spoilers for Godzilla versus Kong. Kong, yeah, it is on HBO Max, and we're going with spoilers in three, two, one, boom. So, this the comparisons between the movies or like the shout outs that they made for the movie, like, so like having Kong, you know, being shipped over on like a, a boat, it, it was. It's not exactly the same, but it's still like a pull from the original movie because that's how they brought. Because in the original Kong versus Godzilla, it was they needed something that could beat Godzilla, and they found out that there's a like there's Kong, or like there's something in like this island that is a big monster, and so they found it, and they decided to take it to Godzilla. So right. they kind of did the same thing with this. But in like a different in like a different kind of story. Um, so they had that they had the big that fight. Holy shit! <laughs> was so good. Oh, the underwater fight. Yes. Really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then they made the reference to in the original movie. They had that. They got probably everybody's seen the gif of it, but it's like King Kong shoving a tree down Godzilla's throat. Oh yeah, with yep. the axe. Yeah, yeah, they did that, but with the with the axe in in this movie. So that, that's a reference, and um, it wasn't as overt, but um, the scene when they're kind of defibrillating Kong, like when it, when 
he got beat up. He got beat by Godzilla the second time in Hong Kong. Yeah, and they used the um, the hovercraft to kind of jumpstart his heart. Yeah, that's a slight reference to the fact that in the old movie. Um, so if you didn't know, apparently, at least in like the kaiju movies, Kong's um, one of Kong's special abilities is that he's able to harness the power of electricity. And it amplifies his strength. What? I think that's in the original movie, right? I think in the, it, in the original movie. Yeah. In the original movie, like Kong on Skull, Skull Island, or like from like the no, like original, like Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, shit. And then they made like two other Kong kaiju movies, and they kind of used that. So it's like it was, a, it was like a slight reference to the fact that like electricity like helps them like get back into action kind of thing. Not to the extent that they did in the original movie, but it's still kind of like a nice, like, oh, I see what they did there. You know? And those are like the big, like, overt, like, references that I noticed, at least. One yeah. I noticed was uh, when they transport Kong in the original one, they use helicopters and then they do it again with planes. With the mm. I was like, oh, I was right. like they're not going to do it. And they fucking did it. <laughs> I was like, oh, they did it. It's not as goofy as the original one because have you seen oh, have you seen the original one? It was like Kong's like looks like just like a rag doll just being yeah, carried like across the fucking... yeah yeah. So the the new one wasn't as bad. No. Um... Mm. You know, in general, with these movies, I think the general consensus, you know, like. The general consensus with these movies is you know exactly what it is that you're watching. Oh, yeah. And you shouldn't ex- expect, like, no. a very, like, heavy, like, uh, storyline. It is literally two fucking monsters going to try to fuck each other up the whole time. You know, there's very little human. Uh, you know, there's very little human like influence in this movie it's just the two of them just like oh you oh, you won't fuck me i'll fuck you <laughs> and I, <laughs> like uh you know have you have you guys seen that 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 video where it's like hey what's your name what's your name it's like like ezekiel fuck you ezekiel have you seen that yeah. like, that's pretty <laughs> much what i thought this was um, um yeah good Oh, I was just going to say, um, people have been saying online, I think this is true. The thing with the thing is that, like Godzilla movies that are in a trilogy. The first one is like heavy human, little bit of Godzilla. Second one, they lighten up more, not so serious, a little more goofy, more monsters, less humans, but still important humans. And the third one is like the rails come off. It's, you know, plot is goofy. Humans not so important, but monsters are very important. But I feel like for me... That's usually when it gets better, though. At least as a fan of kaiju movies, you know. I mean, there has to be a human element, you know. But it, it's it's kind of the theme of where like the humans devolve and they do more of the monster stuff as time goes by. Well, see, the thing with that is, I feel like it's it's just the difference between how American movies are made and how Japanese movies are made. Because when you look at the chrono like the chronology of Godzilla movies. There's only a few of them that would be considered, like in a in an arc of themselves, like a like there'd be one to be a sequel because a lot most of the Godzilla movies are considered one-offs, mm-hmm. 
in one way or another. There's only like a few that actually have like a set three like trilogy to them. But the one thing that the Japanese movies do so well is that their human element is always an allegory for something, right. whether it be an allegory for, you know, like this is the consequences of like nuclear testing, or this is the consequences for um, global warming or consequences for just like hu- like human error. I mean, that's what, that's essentially what Shin Godzilla was. You know, a lot of people talk shit about that movie. I really liked Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla is <laughs> a fucking fantastic movie. Like, yeah, it's it's long, and if you're not that used to, like, kaiju movies, it can seem kind of, like, like, boring for a lot of it, but it's like, I felt like that was, like, one of the most interesting Godzilla movies that they ever made, and I think it... Because the person that made it wasn't the wasn't that the person that made Evangelion? Was it? I don't know. I'm actually not familiar. I actually don't yeah, know. Familiar with that? Yeah. I I want to say it. I want to say it was. So I was like, it can like I can tell that it was a very like out there movie, but it was still. It good. was. You're right. It, it is. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like with it being out there, Shin Godzilla is like how we, society would actually handle a giant nuclear fucking monster it's like oh what about this this and this and like the preparedness like how are they actually prepared for something like this it's no and like the whole the whole meaning of like that movie was like okay so let's say like you did something bad it's like nuclear 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 warfare was a bad right but then you kind of like ignore it ignore the consequences for so long that the end result is it, it creates this creature like Godzilla that starts wrecking her shit. And in the movie, it was just like the government was just like, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, we're going to ignore this until it becomes too late. And you have like a giant fucking monster destroying t- like everything. And then it's just like, and of course, like they had like the U.S. get involved and stuff. And it becomes this whole big like international incident. But I feel like for the English movies, um, the first movie, I'll still defend that there. I think there should always be a human element to, to at least Godzilla movies, just because I feel like it's necessary to an extent. But as far as like the Hollywood ones go, they haven't done like the best job of having a good enough like either explanation or just kind of like narrative to like what the humans are doing battle of the monster um, or king of monsters, I think did a lot better job than the first one did. Did. And I think for uh, Godzilla versus Kong, I think what they, they did like a, they met in the middle where they realized like a lot of people, there's like a, a majority of people that complain about the human element. So I think they did like the bare bones of hu- like human like plot just so that the movie can like drive itself forward and like people can yeah. just see what what they want to see you know yeah i mean the thing i think the the my biggest issue with the 2014 godzilla which is i think is that the one you're talking about mhm yeah it just kind of seemed to me like aaron taylor johnson's character like how the fuck did he get like how he just he was just, just always there. there he's just yeah. always there like yeah like 
Yeah, there was just something about that element that I that I didn't like personally. I think it's I think it's the problem where when you have human characters where their problems are more personal than it relating to like Godzilla like right. the incident at hand. Like for King of Monsters, I thought it was very interesting that they had like the human problem was like it's like, okay, well, we have Godzilla and you know that's a problem, but now we're starting to see all these other monsters. Like what we can do, like what we can do is like how can we help Godzilla? It's like Godzilla's not really the problem. He's right. like the solution. And how do we how do we help him win? But then they had that subplot of like the family problems that absolutely had nothing to do. Oh, like with, the mother like, the daughter plot. like stuff. And it's like, I didn't have so much of a problem with it, but I can see where it's like, okay, this isn't like, yeah, like they have family problems and like it kind of mixes in every now and again. But for the most part, I feel like if you were to cut that stuff out, you wouldn't even remember it was a thing. Right. Because there's already so much stuff where it's like, because of like this Kaiju project, you had the mother and the father kind of separated like okay well obviously they're on two different sides especially since the mother is like technically on the bad side yeah mm-hmm. and like that was enough you didn't need to keep delving into like their their family problems that much at least i think so so i can kind of see that criticism for that movie but i think it was a lot better handled than the 2014 movie yeah, yeah. and i mean in general you know the whole thing with the 2014 godzilla is very much like, oh, it's this giant fucking thing we don't see until, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. I think it's only 14 so, minutes of Godzilla in that whole entire movie or something Which, like you know, like, okay, you know, you're here to see a Godzilla movie, not a get back to San Francisco, like, and save my family kind of movie. Yeah. Um, But in King of Monsters, you know, that one is definitely, they, they shifted the focus of the dynamics of what it's like to be a titan, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that there's always this this battle um you know and a lot of a lot of the second ones you know a lot of the things were kind of cheesy too like the one main well not not so much the maintaining the control and stuff like that but it's like yep you're just there too like this little girl is just being toted around and and put put into all these dangerous situations Hmm. and no fault Um, no fault of Millie Bobby Brown, she did a great job. No, she's a great role. actress. She did a even in, in both <clears throat> movies. She did great. Even in uh, her little part here in uh, Godzilla vs Kong, she's she is a great actress. Oh, I love her. Like, yeah. Um, the do they explain? I don't know if I missed something, but do they explain the little girl and the relationship with Kong in so, this movie, or is it so like an for, ode to something? So for the little girl, she was a native of of Skull Island. Okay. And they said at the beginning of the movie, um, a big storm came and pretty much wiped out almost the entire population, or at least mm. of her tribe. And so the main scientist lady pretty much adopted her. Yeah. Because the little girl in Kong had like a connection. Oh, uh, okay. And okay. so it was kind of like one of those things where the little girl would kind of like be there to kind of have Kong, you know, have some familiarity and being like calm and, and real like, and real and yeah kind of like keep them subtle and control but of course like kong if they like, see the first of the movie kong knows that he's in like a fucking dome and he, like chucks trees at the dome and he, 
like you see like the hologram start yeah. to ripple a little bit. That, like, was, okay. that was a dope reveal. I just want to say, I was like, what? <laughs> was I just want to say, what a choice to make the beginning of the movie such like a, a frat boy movie where like Kong's waking up, he like gets up from like sleeping, like yeah. scra- scratches his ass and is like, oh yeah, I'm <laughs> getting ready for my day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that was kind of like a little girl's um, backstory. And of course, she's like the one that taught Kong. I thought it was really cool that they decided to have Kong learn sign language. That was cool. Because, you know, I think, uh, you know, Kong represented very much like a human element because it's a, you know, it's it's a giant monkey, monkey <laughs> gorilla, whatever it is. Like it has the same type of ways to emote like a human would. Whereas, you know, Godzilla just looks, he just looks perpetually pissed off no matter what. Like, he's just <laughs> always grumpy. Um, also a human. But, but, you know, I knew for I knew from, like, the very first minute that Godzilla was going to slap Kong. And he does. <laughs> like, the whole movie <laughs> slaps on him. I was hoping so. Especially after, like, Kong wins in the 60s. I was like, he better get slapped. This is where it should be. <laughs> like... Before we keep talking about Godzilla Wrecking House, um, I don't know if you, I think I probably told Joel this. I don't know if I talked to you about Marcelo, but um, I thought it was really cool to find out that the little girl is actually deaf. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. So they, so they actually got a, a deaf person to play the deaf person role. And so it, like, it gives that like, one, it gives like good representation, and because she, because I think the little girl is literally one of the best characters in the movie, besides yeah. the, the monsters. Yeah. Like she's probably the the best human character in that movie, because legit, like her conversation with Kong was like the most heartfelt fucking moment of this movie that I didn't even think was gonna be. I don't think I was gonna have a heartfelt moment in this movie, and like her talking to Kong about like finding a home. Or just kind of like pleading the Kong to like help Godzilla and stuff. It's like, wow, this actually is like, it's like it's not to a full effect, but it's like tugging, you know, at the heart a little bit because like, oh mm-hmm. shit, you know, I never thought, I never felt this way about Kong before, and it's like it's interesting that they were able to do it. Yeah, no, I mean, in general, the movie was really good. Like, it, it had its moments, of course. You know, there's only. And and for me, what I'm what I'm talking about is like the the graphical stuff. Like, there's really only so much you can do with a giant lizard and a giant monkey fighting each other and being like, <laughs> "Oh, that doesn't look very realistic." Like, "Oh, that doesn't look real." It's giant fucking monsters. Who cares? Right. I will say though, during that second fight, after Kong got his ass beat again in Japan, in 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 Hong Kong. Oh. Oh, Hong Kong, yeah. Um, and like they have that close-up shot of Godzilla's face. As I think it's, I think it's like a shot where he's like walking away, and they do that close-up look at Godzilla's face, and he has such like a shit-eating grin. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm king of the monsters. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, okay. Yeah, how are you gonna have a nuclear lizard beat up a monkey? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way. Uh, uh, what are you talking cold, about? Even with, even with the axe. He has thumbs. That's how he's gonna win. <laughs> Godzilla literally stomped on his chest. 
he, he literally pierced his heart, you know. So <laughs> I mean, Godzilla must have a couple tons on him as far as weight goes. He's a big bull. Actually, to talk about the fights now, I think they actually did a good job of not only mm-hmm. doing very well choreographed fights, um, oh, yeah. but having the monsters realize where their advantages and disadvantages are. Because the first fight, obviously, Godzilla was going to win because they're surrounded by water. That's yeah. his element. So, and even Kong knew that when he was fighting, because that's like, yeah. um, I need to get out of the water as soon as possible because if yeah. I get if I get grabbed by Godzilla, I'm done. Yeah. And he almost and he almost died. Yep. You know. Humans was, had to help him. Yeah. And then you fast forward to the fight in Hong Kong, where it's like, okay, you're at a cityscape now, but that plays more into Kong's like fighting style because now he's able to kind of like leap onto like um the buildings and kind of like be more agile and use it to his advantage mm-hmm. and to a certain extent um it was working for him until you realize that godzilla is the fucking king and starts to yeah. wail on <laughs> on kong right monkey but but it was still a very a very good job of it mixing like psycho like like fighting psychology to an extent and just like overall like this makes sense this is this makes sense why someone would be winning more than the other yeah what did uh what did you guys think about mecha godzilla's design it was very uh ready player one esque super weird yeah. right it was i i didn't like it i was uh, very, that's all right I was, I'm so used to like the Mecha Godzilla of like you know like space the the one from like the 60s it, that looks like oh, that one is pointy, dope. the pointy spiky one the first one yeah this uh, one I was mean, just a little yeah like you said I, Ready Player One yeah I think it's because like you had to kind of match it to that one and since this Godzilla is more of like that rep that reptile kind of like. Not hunched over, but kind of like that body position. Whereas the old one, it was like this the Godzilla suit that was kind of like just upright and like you had the guy with like the small arms. So like it, it worked a lot better. But I mean it wasn't the best, but it what I didn't it didn't put me off too much. I was at first I was like, oh shit, that's interesting. And then I just forgot about it because the fight started. Yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Um I was just overly hyped and I knew it was coming. Um, so I, I forgave a lot. Worst kept secret. I right, exactly. Um, I will say the the only thing that bothered me about Mechagodzilla because it's who I am is the hands. He had that like grappling hand. I wanted a fucking like lizard hand, but that's just because I'm particular. The fucking about rotating claws. Yeah, that for me that would that makes it really Ready Player One ish. Um, but yeah, I mean just the the whole thing of Mechagodzilla uh, in the movie with throwback secure you how like the monster takes over the machine. They can't control it. Building upon Ghidorah's skull, it was just all the all the good odes and throwbacks. It was just great. So, um, what I missed in that part, because this I do like that they kind of did a callback to Kiryu got Mechagodzilla. Yeah, but I missed that they actually had from what from what I heard. I don't know if I'm right or not. Like I'm sure someone listening to this can correct me. Well, um, I just saw it on Friday, so I could tell you. But um, they, from what I read, um, they actually 
not only did they have the skull in like the the command center that they the pilot used, but there's also a skull in Mechagodzilla. So there's there's oh, two there's two Ghidorah skull because that was the whole point because King Ghidorah I missed uses um can communicate with each head telepathically. Yeah. So it makes sense that there's one skull in the Mechagodzilla and one skull at the base so they can communicate with each other. Right. And then that's one like the one skull taking over the machine. That that I wish that was made clear though. I'm gonna look that up, see. Yeah. That's what I thought too. So I don't know if they ever talked about it or if it's just something someone thought of because like, oh that makes sense or something. I don't know. I have to do research on that. But right. still I thought that was a a perfect way to kind of like bring together multiple like versions of Mecha Godzilla together. Yeah. And of course, like it knew to go after Godzilla because it was Ghidorah and Godzilla fucking knew to go rage after boner. It. Yeah, and oh, they both I know. Like, great for each other. Um, I think isn't this the first time we see Mecha Godzilla and Kong fight too? Like, I don't think there's any version where yes. they fight, right? So that's really fresh and, and new for everyone. I know I think there's a Mechanic Kong out there. I haven't seen that one, but I know it's there is, out there. there is there is a Mecha Kong. Yeah, that King Kong fights. Yeah, but I think like. My my knowledge of like old Godzilla is like still kind of fuzzy because I I grew up on like the Heisei, so it's like the more like darker, like more actiony Godzilla movies. It's like kind of like Destroya and you know, all out monsters attack and stuff like that. And like the the other mecha Godzilla movies. Um but I think like story-wise, I think like Mecha Godzilla was a product of the fight between uh, Kong and Godzilla, because it's like, oh shit, we need something to like the deter Godzilla. You know? I think so. I, I know for sure. Like, I think the theme too is again like they're building around the original Godzilla spine, like every time or a skeleton, and like every time the machine is so, taken over. So the the Curie is the one that has a skull. The original Mecha Godzilla is just a robot. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm confusing them now. But it's just it's just cool to have like an amalgamation of like the history of Mecha yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Also, that scene. Uh, the, okay, so I thought it was funny, but would you guys think of the the stereotypical bad guys plan revealed to like very comical death? Oh, oh, uh, when when it gets activated, and gets fucked by his own robot. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very much. Like you, you everything, all of that. I like the, I like how the guy gets like electrocuted in the chair or whatever. He's like, oh, oh I know. <laughs> but like, it's like he's like spitting out his evil plant, and then you have like the the Godzilla trio just kind of like, oh fuck. And then at one point, the guy's like, what "The fuck are you guys doing?" And like turns around, and he's like, "Oh shit, wham!" <laughs> Mecha Godzilla claw comes and swipes him around. <laughs> It was, a, it was a really fun movie. Again, yeah, you know, you have to go in it with the fact that it is literally about monsters trying to kill each other. Like, yeah. there's really no other way to take it. You're not going to get a wrong line. It's not Jojo Rabbit. It's not fucking Tenant. You know, I mean, it. You go in. There's going to be giant monsters fighting to kick each other's ass. So, yeah, it's monsters fighting for an hour and fifty three minutes, just <laughs> going at each other. And that's what I wanted. It's a movie that I can shut my brain off to 
enjoy the visuals, enjoy the action, and then, you know, that's it. You go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or in this case, stay home. I don't know. True. Yeah. I have a question for you guys, though. What did you guys think of Hollow Earth? That whole section in the movie. Was that ever alluded to in other movies? In- it was it, in Skull Island. It was alluded to. They talked about it maybe a little bit in King, King of the Monsters. They talked about it a little, yeah, because how um, how Godzilla is able to move throughout so fast he goes in the hollow earth but yeah it started with kong it's like peep things are able to grow in the hollow earth and then they come out like i think i think i think like the story was like skull island was originally in hollow earth but it kind of like yeah through just like the tectonic plates moving and kind of like spouted up into like uh, okay. our earth yeah i mean it's fine it it is what it is to drive the story i don't have like a negative or positive opinion about it it's just it they had to do it to do it. Like, sure. In the at the center of the earth, there's another fucking earth with big monsters on it. That's fine. I'm good with it. Um, uh, go ahead. I'm just saying, my my wife, because she likes to talk during movies, uh, pointed out to me, uh, how come there is light in Hollow Earth if there is no sun? I was like, God damn it! Why well, I have to think about this? Why is it well lit? in this monster movie because <laughs> of the lava the lava yeah, that's what i was saying but it's like there's like a clear like beam of light coming through though and it's just like god damn it <laughs> it's, it's plot light it's plot light yeah but uh hollow earth i think it was cool it was cool saying like like essentially the king come home right there's statues he finds the right. act um his rifle plates cool. i mean uh, it, it's fun. We haven't done anything. I mean, recently, like movies, they haven't gone like center of the earth shit recently. So it's kind of like, oh hey, there, there used to be a sci-fi trope kind of. They used to. What visit, about but... what about the core? I was. I knew you were gonna say the core. Recently, I said that was that 2003 or four. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> How dare you dismiss the core? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I thought it was again. I it it was a plot device. I I mean, I'm sure with Kong. Two, or maybe even Godzilla three will probably go back, and that flying cobra thing I, was kind of cool. Uh, we'll probably see more of that. Fucking Kong, just like first minute of being in Hollow Earth, and he just like f- destroys two monsters, and it's like ah, I'm home. Are there yeah. plans to do more? No. Okay. Um, but I don't see why they can't. Apparently, I think it'd be stupid to stop now. The main producer head is like, well, if Kong versus Godzilla is doing well, um, we'll see what other movies we can do and where it can go, depending on interest. So, again, they, I mean, they want to see how Financially, well this movie is doing very well. Yeah, it's doing better than Wonder Woman 84. So, um, It's doing I, better I than you, King of Monsters. I told you that, so, like, the stat was, like, opening, like, quote-unquote opening week. Um... A Kong, a Godzilla versus King Kong made about three million or three million ish. It's opening weekend, which what is that three million or three hundred million? I think it's made at a total three hundred million overseas. I think that's what um, like a total, which is re- getting really close to King of Monsters like all time sales. 
So they were pretty much almost to match up all time sales of the last movie within the first week. Now, I don't know if it's just because it's the first movie that can really take advantage of theaters reopening. I assume, you know, but still it's, it's, it's made, it's going to make its budget back and it's going to do very, very well. Not like Pacific Rim where we were worried it wasn't going to make budget. <laughs> it was like struggling yeah. to make budget. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I'll be watching it over and over again. Monkey. Um, since we were talking about that for a second, let's say, let's say, um, Legendary Pictures came to or like came to us individually, and be like, we don't know where we're going with our MonsterVerse. Um, you know, we want to make more Godzilla movies. We want to make more Kong movies, or just monster movies in general. They asked you. Like Joel or Marcelo, if you had to pick one either property or one like opponent for Godzilla or King Kong to make into another movie, what what would you choose? Like what would be your next step? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, think about this. Tough really? question. I feel like Hard really the only other way you could go is that you want to see it fight like Gypsy Danger or something like. But you know that's not going to happen. I mean, with Hollow Earth, anything is possible now. Um, um, I feel like they could go. The thing is, like they've done well with fighting things. I mean, we've they fought things they have fought before, but at the same time, not. Um. Like especially Kong fighting Mechagodzilla, I think that already opens like like it could be if they did Kong and Godzilla again, they could do Ghidorah, and because I feel like Mecha Ghidorah, yeah, because the thing with Godzilla, he barely wins those Mecha battles. He never like overtly wins. I'd say it's mm. very hard for him to win. Um, he usually has help, so I feel like with <laughs> Mecha Ghidorah, that could be the element of like, you know, it, I, if it was like three-fourths of the movie of them getting their ass kicked and then they find, you know, maybe they get those monsters we missed from King of the Monsters to help too. Like an all-around, like, like end-game status, let's kick his ass. They could I mean, go like, that way. Right. Uh, I mean, even, like, in the, in the last movie, he barely beat Ghidorah. He had to, like, get help from Ken Watanabe. Yeah. To uh, win. Yeah, because humans nuked him the wrong way and then they had to nuke him again. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I I I feel like yeah, like it has to be like what Marcelo's saying. Like he's he's fought monsters. The next thing has to be like actual humans. I mean, Mechagodzilla was pretty close, but um, you know, it wasn't actually you know person in full control. You know, we saw how the monster took over. So I feel like a Mecha would be a good logical choice. Um, that makes me think like they could go like Jet Jaguar, but at the same time, like yeah, they teased Monster Zero, right? And they have so many assets and lore to work back from. Like, there's Megalon, there's Gigan, there's, um, you know... Rodan's still alive. Rodan didn't die. Mothra, there's technically another one. Um, You know, they made that fucking mammoth thing. I don't know how good it'll be, but it's there. (laughs) Um, Where are all of these monsters? Where was Mothra this whole movie? Mothra died, remember? What? Oh, shit. 
There's a Mothra sacrificed herself at the, in the last movie. There so is there's, another there's, though. Yeah, it's the, the Mothra always reincarnates, so yeah. it's going to... It's Batra. The next... Call it a Where's Batra? <laughs> um, there's Mogera. That was like a the, the, the drill Mechagodzilla that's not a Mechagodzilla. Um... Let me let me throw this out there. Space Godzilla. I knew it. I was like, he's gonna fucking say space. Godzilla. <laughs> um, hey, we we've we've dealt with threats on Earth. We've dealt with threats on Hollow Earth. You just need space is the final frontier. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that at the end. I was telling Brian this, but um, the guy I forget his character's name, but Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Paperboy in Atlanta, who's gonna be in Eternals. He mm-hmm. said, yo, let me talk to you about Roswell. And my mind instantly went to fucking Ultraman. But, the, you know, they've teased it. They're not going to do it. But Dude, um, if we can get the live-action Ultraman movie... Um, apparently, they're doing dope. a Shin Ultraman in Japan. And I want to see if they'll bring it over here. But, um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, Roswell's the connection to space and space Godzilla and whatever else is out there. And, you know, we've never seen... Uh, actually Ultraman and Godzilla fight. There's like a knockoff Godzilla Ultraman fights and he kicks his ass, of course. But um I mean yeah, there's I want there's so many things they can do and I don't want them to do a bad job. They haven't done better. I'm just worried because it, it is Warner Brothers. You know, their monsterverse is way better than the DC verse right now. And I just hope they make the right choice. What about you, Brian? Who who's next in line? If they said, Brian, we need a monster, who is it? Is it Space Godzilla? Like, are you, are you for sure? It's Space Godzilla? Godzilla will be cool. Um, but if I had to think, if I had to think about it, um, I'm trying to think. If they had to make like another, just like Godzilla movie. I would want. It's really hard because there's two ways you can go about this. You can either bring in the concept for Godzilla Junior. and have that oh kind of like have that kind of arc, because then that would lead up like this would never happen in like any Hollywood Godzilla movie. This would never happen. But I love Destroya. Oh, I knew it. I was like, he's gonna, it's coming. It's like, coming. <laughs> out of all the Godzilla enemies, like King, King Ghidorah is like one of like Godzilla's arch enemies for life. Yeah, it's his great god. Yeah. But Destroya was like Thanos level Godzilla yeah. threat. You know, so like actually, actually, it's even more like apropos because it's. It's legitimately like the Thanos threat of Godzilla. Yeah. Like if if Godzilla was Tony Stark and then Tha- and Destroyer was Thanos, it works perfectly together. They would never do that, even though that would be like my like I want to make a Destroyer trilogy, lead it like start with Godzilla Junior and lead it all the way up to Destroyer. Um, that would never happen. Uh, it would be cool to get a. It would be cool to actually like kind of go in more on Mecha Godzilla. Because we had the first version of Mecha Godzilla. Now 
whether uh, it'd just be kind of hard because they already kind of did the whole like combo thing. Um, I would love to have another like all-out monster attack type mm -hmm. of movie where it's like because they already kind of showed like Godzilla kind of being like not a bad guy but like kind of like more threatening. I think it would be interesting to have because you already got Rodan. Like Mothra can come back, and then maybe like instead of having just King Ghidorah, you can have like a Mecha Ghidorah. But have it be one of those things where like Godzilla's kind of like after his fight with Kong, he's kind of like on a rampage where he's just going across the across the planet, kind of like fighting other big monsters and kind of like not being much of the protector they thought he he could be, but he's just more along lines of just kind of like wreaking havoc. And so it's just kind of like, oh, like we need these kaiju to kind of like go fight Godzilla. So it's kind of more on like, you're kind of shifting the perspective a little bit more. Because there were some really good Godzilla movies where he's viewed more as the villain mm -hmm. or like the anti-hero in a way. So I, I'd kind of want like a movie that kind of just kind of touches more on like his anti-hero history. A little bit. I want to see Godzilla fight Godzilla 2000 Godzilla. <laughs> the one where he fights the aliens? The one, no, the one where he fights Matthew Broderick's no, Godzilla. So many times. I have to tell you, that is not Godzilla 2000. That is 1998 Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla 2000, 2000 is, is an actual Japanese movie that's good. And they talk shit about that Godzilla in that movie. <laughs> Are you telling me 98 Godzilla, Matthew Broderick is a bad movie, but Jean Reno's in it. How can that be bad? <laughs> the so eggs. I watched a, I watched a video on this. Uh -oh. Design alone is, is not a bad design for a monster, but it's a bad design for Godzilla. It had its own TV show. It had its own cartoon. I remember. The, I remember that, and I watched good. it because I was a little kid, and I was like, "Oh, it's Godzilla." But now I'm like, "No, kid, you're dumb." It was good for a kid show at the time. But I agree that if it wasn't a Godzilla movie, it would actually not be that bad. But the fact that we know that it's Godzilla is just kind of off, to at least to me. It's the best one. The earthworms. But, they know. But I will be I will be that person right. that every time someone yeah. refers to that as Godzilla 2000, I will immediately correct them until the end of time, because Godzilla 2000 is a good movie. Literally, not... aliens in a flying saucer. <laughs> I think you think of Final Wars, where know. he fights all the other monsters. I'm, conf I'm confusing all the Godzillas now. I don't. Even Godzilla know. 2000 is is just like the because they between. Destroya and Godzilla 2000s when they had their break from Godzilla and that's when they had the American one and it's like oh hey it's like we want to make a Godzilla movie like we're Hollywood we can do something and then because of that movie um Toho was like we need to make a new Godzilla now <laughs> we we need to wipe this away I mean they do bring it back and it's get it's its ass kicked in 40 seconds <laughs> And it was glorious. It was like, like they had, they had to fuck up Sydney because of it. But eh, I like how it. they render him bad too. <laughs> they, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Really? It's it's, so, it's in, in the movie. In, 
in in Godzilla Final Wars, um, it's the end of the Millennium series, and it's basically like this evil like alien like alien invader wants to take out Godzilla, so he just kind of keeps bringing in like a grab bag of like past like kaiju that Godzilla's fought, and he actually brings they call him Zilla, but it's the Matthew Broadwick um, Godzilla. And they throw him in there, and like Godzilla just kind of looks at them. It looks at him, and it's like okay. And so Zilla charges. Godzilla just swipes him with his tail, falls into like the concert hall, the Sydney um, concert hall, and fucking just atomic breaths them and like wipes them out in like thirty seconds. It's like it's, it's like such a. I'm actually watching like, the scene right traffic. now. Um, it's, it's so it's fuck. Good. It's good. It's such a it's such a fun scene to watch, especially if you hate the 98 Godzilla movie. Literally the whole fight scene was 45 seconds. I just watched That's it. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> that they they recognize it and they destroy it. <laughs> oh man. Um but you're saying you would kind of want like like Marcelo like for for your Godzilla like or just like kaiju movie. Mhm. I th- I think it would be cool to see it fight like a group of Jaegers, you know, I feel like that was the intention and design, of course, because they were designed to fight Kaiju and stuff like that. But that I feel like that would be interesting to see. I don't remember how Pacific two, uh, how Pacific Rim two ended. So I don't know if there was it was if it had any room to go anywhere from there. Um, they they left it open ended with uh, Charlie Day saying like the, all the aliens are coming and we have to you know get ready to fight them that's how it ended mm. it gypsy danger exploded onto the big monster going to mount fuji oh okay 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 um in the first pacific rim when they took gypsy danger through the portal right yeah did i know they made it back but did gypsy danger make it back no both times gypsy danger has uh not come back or sorry gypsy danger exploded and gypsy avenger exploded Gypsy Danger blows up to seal the hole. Yeah. In the they first. did they detonate it to seal the hole. Okay. Hear me out on this. To tie everything <laughs> together, right? So we can assume that the kaiju like portal can roughly be explained as kind of like a portal to Hollow Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah, kinda. So let's say time gets kind of fucky there. Let's just say. So Gypsy Danger explodes to seal the portal, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that all of it wasn't destroyed. Like there's scraps of did Gypsy Danger, let's say, in Hollow Earth. Now that uh, Monarch has a station in Hollow Earth, one of through exploration, they find parts of Gypsy Danger, and it's like we can make a mech out of this, right? And so that's how you can tie in. That's how you can get Pacific Rim into like the the monster verse. Or like they take Gypsy Danger, they kind of, or either like Apex finds Gypsy Danger and they kind of try to re redo their Mecha Godzilla plan, mm-hmm. and so they have like they have uh, Jaegers. I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a rough theory, but oh, yeah, you can totally go with it. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't no, know. It's a monster movie. It should have an iron tight explanation. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't even need that. <laughs> no. It would be it would be cool. 
there's so many things that they could do. And I know like they would probably want to go with like the biggest best options, but like there are some like cool ideas that they can float around. Even with like some of the lesser kaiju, you know, mm-hmm. like the crab monster or Biolante. Smog monster can be can be an allegory for pollution. It's like, look, we just made Biolante. Biolante, smog monster, Gigan, Megalon. <laughs> Gigan is weird, though. Gigan would be a weird one. It'd be space. They have to be like, "Yo, aliens, we can help you cure Godzilla. We have a monster. Oh, we can't control it. Here's Gigan." Like, I mean, I guess that's what it would be. But or King Caesar, that would be a weird one too. It's but the fucking cat, cat monster. But he's definitely he helped Godzilla uh, beat Mechagodzilla the first time. So I think if that's he did true. show up, Godzilla almost got got destroyed. So I need help. Yeah. All right, my life force. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I all I can say is that if they keep making monster movies like this, I'll keep watching them. Yeah, me too. As yeah. cheesy as they can be, I'll watch them till the end of time. Oh uh, yeah. Pacific Rim 7. Awesome. Kong returns again. (laughs) Kong has a friend. And his name is Kong. (laughs) Kong Jr. 5. (laughs) Well, awesome. It's safe to say I think we all enjoyed the movie. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Oh. I think that that is a good stopping point for this episode. Um, and end our Sunday on a good kaiju note. Probably end up watching <laughs> the movie again tonight. Nice. I watched fun. it twice already. Yeah. Yep. Same. You know what? Maybe I should watch Pacific Rim two today. Or Pacific Rim. Do that. Um. But yeah. Before we go, we should probably tell people where. They can find us outside of the podcast realm and um, start with Marcelo. Where uh, where can uh, people interact with you outside of the, the podcast? You can find me on Twitter at M90Plays, where I uh, occasionally post some thoughts, some random shower thoughts and things like that. And, and uh, there you can be linked to my other profile pages on my Instagram and stuff like that. And... Yeah, I think that's a good spot. Right on, right on. And uh, Joel, how about you? You can also find me at M90Plays. I will be bothering Marcelo, commenting as Acoustic Avenger with the one instead of the I, complaining on Twitter as I do, and retweeting Marvel things. You can also find me on SoundCloud as Mad Mech Monster Mine. I have a new song coming up. Did a collaboration with a friend. So sometime this month that'll come out. And where can we find you, Brian? Well, Joel, um, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Brian underscore Saber. And that's a Saber with an R-E. I usually kind of, you know, mention any cool gaming or just nerd stuff that comes up or I just kind of do a little banter about all nerd stuff like that. Um, can also I also stream sometimes uh, twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber as well. Um, 
also, uh, if you want to interact with the podcast, we also have a Twitter. It's uh, at United underscore We Nerd on Twitter. Um, also, uh, this podcast is available on multiple different uh, places where you can listen to your podcast. Uh, Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon. And if you enjoyed our banter about all these nerdy topics, uh, please feel free to rate and leave some comments or suggestions wherever those apply. We leave that five really... star. <laughs> give it, give us that rating. But yeah, we'd we'd love to hear from you guys. Give some feedback about um, the podcast. We're this is like our fifth episode in, so we're still new. We always like to hear uh, feedback. Episodes um, in. Yeah. Shit, I thought we were or, four. Well, actually, oh no, you're right. There's four. See, I'm so new at this. Even I don't know. Still, we're still four episodes <laughs> in. Jeez. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we also have a. If you want to send in a a comment uh, somewhere else, we also have a, an email you can send to us. It's uh, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. This is news to um, me. Yeah. So if, if you guys l- would like to uh, send us questions, Maybe we can read them on the podcast. Yeah, get some get some uh, listener interaction going, which we we'd love to do. So that's again united we nerdcast at gmail dot com, and hopefully we can uh, you know have some fun. Sounds good, man. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you being here and uh, keep on nerding. Turkish delights. Irresistible.